live. <laughs> that checks. That checks. It's part of the show where we make sure we're going live, and uh, we're not live. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's give it like another thirty seconds. Yeah. All right, we're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. We're, live. we're live. we're officially live, ladies and gentlemen. Hello and welcome to the Bat Yard's finest podcast, bringing you the finest Superman and Batman news across multimedia and more. I'm your host, Connor Donovan. Nope, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Josh from uh, Metropolis. Uh, how y'all doing? And uh, we'll go. We'll go with you. <laughs> I'm Jerry, still the your resident Green Lantern from Oa, and this guy. Hey guys, I'm Mateo from Gotham. How are you guys doing? Holy shit, that was flawless. <laughs> um, and I'm Mateo Crispy. Welcome to the Bat Yards Productions podcast. <laughs> so, if you guys um, don't know what you should know, uh, Connor is our special guest for today. Our special guest host, so he's hosting. <laughs> Um, they told me this five minutes ago. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to be surprised. That perfectly clear. Well, we gave him the option. That's true. Choice. They asked me if I wanted to, and I, with no with no preparation, I said, sure, what the hell. Exactly <laughs> challenge. You heard it all here, folks. Um, so this is a segment where we have BSBS, uh, basically standing for BS, Batman, Superman, or whatever <laughs> – news or any tidbits we want to throw at each other i don't know if you guys have anything off the top of your head um i just have i actually thing. do oh, oh well jerry jerry you uh you go ahead you go ahead jerry <laughs> so perfect <laughs> he's the one who had who said he had something so he should talk you're right yeah <laughs> so obviously this is a spider-man episode so i you know i paraded around the cobwebs of the portal to narnia on the internet and I actually saw it's not really so much news, I guess you could say, but it's more like something fans have been saying and trying to convince the world of. So it, since the release of Spider-Man No Way Home, a lot of people have been coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, who would you know, how would people feel if Andrew Garfield finally got his third movie in his uh, series and why they feel Andrew Garfield was the best out of the Spider-Men. And personally, I don't care for Andrew Garfield. I think he's... I don't think he's a terrible actor. I just don't think he was right for Spider-Man. And I... You couldn't pay me money unless it was Marvel MCU, then I'm going to sing the praises of the choir about Andrew Garfield, but you couldn't Pay me to go watch another amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, um, I saw that movie for free, and I wanted my money back. Thank uh, you. I know what I you mean. Like, I feel like my oh, thoughts. Just see it for free. I was on a bus. As they were they were doing it like the the in drive movie, whatever you call it. Yeah. Oh. I feel like my thoughts on that um, tie in with the movie. So I don't want to say anything until we discuss <laughs> that. <enough>. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Spoilers to come. Okay, no, yeah, so I'm gonna wait on that. Know. I can, I do. Okay, so I can say stuff. I really don't like Andrew Garfield as a Spider-Man. I really don't 
like all his two movies were not a they weren't good the movies were they, they lack they lack this proper storytelling it felt and like they changed up character the villains a little bit here and there and stuff it just felt weird they were the movies Sony just, made because they knew they needed to keep the rights yeah mm-hmm. and it's just like and spider-man didn't feel right at all with andrew garfield running around as him it's I like some of the stuff he did while he was Spider-Man, like how he would use, like he, when it was, I think the second, I don't even remember because I didn't even finish both <laughs> of them. I quit like 40 minutes and I'm like, but why see the second one if you quit? The first My spider sense started tingling like, oh no, this is a shit movie. It was when he was fighting Dr. Connors as the lizard. He, you know, he made that um, impromptu spider web. I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. That's something spiders do to get a feel for, you know, their prey. And then he webbed them up and was crawling around like a spider, just trying to immobilize them. I'm like, okay, that's cool. He's more spider-like, but not more Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That was more of a man spider. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a man spider. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you there. He just never, Andrew Garfield never felt like Peter Parker to me. He just had, he exudes too much coolness, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've seen him in a lot of stuff I like. Tick, tick, boom, most recently on Netflix. He's fantastic. I really want to see that. He's, he's, but he's so energetic. You know, he's got such natural charisma. Whereas, you know, Peter Parker is kind of a character we think of as being more reserved, more almost brooding, but in a, in a more innocent, lighthearted way, you know, because he's, he's the relatable nerd. He's the, He's the AV club guy. He's the neighborhood photographer, depending on which area you're in. Andrew Gar, yeah, Andrew Garfield just didn't feel like Spider-Man, in my yeah. opinion. Either. I completely agree. He's like the natural cool guy. He's like everybody yeah, exactly, knows yeah. him. Like he can. The end know, of the movie, he's walking around in a tank top. He looks fucking awesome in it. <laughs> That's uh, my problem. I like Andrew Andy. Garfield he's too like, much. He's like John Travolta in Greece. He's just yeah. Hey man, where's the gabagoo? <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah, they should. I feel like at uh, one point he did say that in the movie, though. He definitely did like a bad New York accent. Yeah, no, they should have Tony Soprano. Did. They should have Tony um, Soprano play Spider-Man. Big booty Danny <laughs> here is stating he was he was really hipster. Yeah, he was, I can yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a little too cool. He had that like freaking what was the song? He was like skateboarding around. They're playing yeah. like old play or something, some song like that. Like when he was like, it was just too edgy. Yeah. And cool. and, like, Mikey, you're not Peter Parker. Peter Parker's supposed to be lame. You know, you're too cool. To yeah, be he's Peter supposed Parker. to be goofy. He's not supposed to have that's, games. That's why I love Tobey Maguire because he's like the biggest loser and like it completely <laughs> works for me. True though, yeah. I get it. I like him because I feel like that's how I feel day to day. He was he was pretty good as uh, Spider Man. He had like some better quips, I gotta say, as Spider Man than he than Tobey Maguire did um, mm. as Spider Man. But you know, I kind of liked how he still had that geeky charm uh told me mcguire throughout like he was still like true to his origin you know like uh he was still true to being a, a nerd you know so that's why i like toby's uh portrayal either way yeah. and i think I'm tom totally. holland's like happy medium of the two i guess you know <laughs> yeah when i think of toby mcguire i think of like oh who you know he's like the lanky kid in class like you see him but you don't talk to him you could find yeah. him at 
you know, like the independent film movie theater, card shops, comic book stores, the record, you know, buying records and stuff. Oh, definitely like, at the record. All store. total geek and nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Andrew, it was. He was literally just too cool for school. I didn't hate it, but I definitely had a strong dislike for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much because it's going to like go dive into my review of the, the Spider-Man. What is this fucking movie called? Far From no, Home? No way. <laughs> Far From Home was no. the last one. Well, they yeah. changed the title to something better. <laughs> no, they have Josh is the too excited movie. for the next Aquaman movie. He can't focus on Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not. I, <laughs> I don't even know when that's coming out. No one no. ever. Um, what is it? Uh, no place like home. Spider-Man, no place like home. <laughs> I like that. Uh, he's Dorothy. Uh, there is magic. Yeah, I feel like that fits. Clips better. to Spidey heels. So big booty dandy says Toby Spider-Man was still bullied in college. He was such a nerd. He That's was. very true, yeah, he, and that yeah. was still relatable. Yeah, he was like, like no. I'm not saying I wanted to beat him up, but I definitely wanted to hustle him out of his milk money. Hey Parker, yep. give me your money for chocolate milk. Yeah, he he had that. Um, he definitely had that uh, look to him. But uh, you know, it worked. He's Spider Man. Spider Man's supposed to be lame. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. So I have one thing to throw back from uh, last episode. So Matt revealed that uh, uh, there's. I just want to correct. There's one correction I want to state. Um, I guess the uh, Alan Wake remastered came out two months ago. It's not coming out in two years. It came out two months ago. So that already came out. So, Matt, you could play it now. You could play that game now. Okay. I was going to say, I was talking to a buddy of mine about that. Oh, he's see, been playing and he's been yeah, enjoying it's on it. Sale for the yeah, that, game, that game's great. Um, if, you have, if you haven't had the chance to play Alan Wake and if you have the ability to get the remaster, go do it, you know? I, I don't have the ability because I don't have PS5 or Xbox 5000 or whatever it's called. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to correct that <laughs> that statement from last episode. Um, that's that's all I have. <laughs> Does anyone- well, why are you oh! still on- that's oh, I have the Batman, the Batman trailer. You guys see the Batman trailer? Trailer number three. I was just yes. about to mention that. Oh, I sorry. I just got the notification when Josh said, "I was like, okay, I gotta make time to watch this," and I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not a good sign for that movie. <laughs> no, but I think that movie looks awesome. You know my treatise. I love the fact that Robert Pattinson is finally getting to achieve his dream of playing Batman. He's been talking about it for years. Let's fucking go. Has he been talking about it? Yeah, like, dude, this is his passion project. He's been talking about it since he did Water for Elephants back in 2013, I want to say. Oh, okay, okay. It's been that long. That was the first movie I saw him in post-Twilight where I was like, oh, he's an actor. He's good. Like, yeah. We don't talk that, about Twilight. That's a, exactly. that's a dark that's part of filmography right now. <laughs> those are the wrong Batman. We don't talk about those bad people. I feel like Ben Affleck like said the same thing though, like, "Oh, this is my passion project." Yeah, but I mean, Ben Affleck's never cared about anything in his life ever since he's yeah, been married to like seven different like that's all he's Hollywood about. baddies. Yeah, sad Batfleck. The the meme of sad ba- 
I keep calling it bad. The meme of sad Affleck smoking the cigarette on his porch, just looking like this, like that's who yeah. he is. He looked like he gave up a while. Yeah, ago. he hasn't cared for years. He's like, yeah, it'd be yeah. awesome to play Batman. I uh, mean, definitely, I definitely think Pattinson is a better actor than Ben Affleck. Not saying he's bad. I don't think Ben Affleck's a bad actor. I think Robert Pattinson is a better actor. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Robert Pattinson will be a better Batman. Mm, definitely. Same here. I feel like this whole movie is gonna be pretty awesome. It's probably gonna wipe out a lot of what Zack Snyder kind of like put in. Yes, I mean, it's, it's, it's own shenanigans. Universe, from that, it's like, that I'm just—I just want to see what happens in the trailer. You see him get lit up by machine gun fire. I just want to see how fucked up is his armor and where he's gonna go with this. Oh yeah, are we gonna see him like stumbling and falling, or is this Batman? Are we? Is this like Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man? Are we just gonna skip the origins that everybody already knows, or are we gonna see him? Are we gonna see him finding this footage? Seems like it's gonna be a I lot. Think I think at this point we should just skip it because we've seen it so yeah. much and we know yeah. it like the back of our hand. Exactly, exactly. Batman's up there with Spider-Man in terms of just being done over and over and over again. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the deal. Cousin Tony says I can't blame Affleck for losing uh, interest, and uh, as he yeah, I can't blame him either because those yeah. movies sucked, and he was the best part of those movies. You know, he was literally yeah. the saving grace of Batman vs yeah. Superman. And yeah. you know the Snyder Cut was okay. It was it was entertaining. It was good. Mm, it was I, different. I, I, I wish they yeah. cut out like a lot. Half, like two hours of the movie. I think I would. I yeah, <laughs> but I don't see myself going to see like a universe based around what I saw in the Snyder Cut. You know, it was cool. We, it was an interesting art piece. But what about the ending where they get Jared Leto's Joker again, who ate a big dog turd? Yeah, I was gonna say, slip my wrists. I can't wait for more of that. <laughs> okay, excited for that. Speaking of Jared Leto, shit up. That's not even gonna happen. Like, why would they? Say no, that? no, I don't know. Just to, I don't know, get him to stop saying it. Uh, well, go ahead, Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> so, as we all know, Jared Leto, like a lot of people who have done DC movies. He's switching from DC and making his way into Marvel. I think I've mentioned this like once before. Yeah, Morbius. When the Morbius, but we're so not going to talk about Morbius. that. We don't care about Morbius. Morbius. That's Sony. I care about Dr. Morbius. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I want to see Morbius. Also, a nice. another new Spider-Man uh, coming out. I think sometime in two, two, three years. I can't remember. The Enter the Spider-Verse Part 1? Yes, Part 2. Yeah, because it's like a weird two-part oh, movie. Oh, yeah! That looks awesome. Oh, yeah. they're doing the Deathly Hallows thing? It, I have... I'm hyped for it, but I have some questions and concerns. Number mm -hmm. one, why are, are we getting another one, per se? I'm not against it. It's just like they already got all the spider people together and then disbanded. And in the trailer, they had the Spider-Man from, I think it's 2099? Yeah, yeah. That's the one that's got the fangs yeah. that has the venom in it, if I remember. No, yeah, the, right. the blue and red cyber suit guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, well, I, this is an obvious spoiler. If you haven't watched any of the Spider-Verse now, this is your own fault, so you should be ashamed. <laughs> You know, he was, years. At the, 
the end credit scene after Enter the Spider Verse, but they only did the Spider Man like, yeah, and that's all they used them for. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that was funny, I guess. So now it's before. looking like he's gonna be an antagonist, maybe, because he was tussling. I'm not gonna say fighting; he was a tussle with Miles Morales. Yeah. So Could I'm just, just be another quick misunderstanding, like when Miles Morales slapped the hell out of Peter B. Parker. Yeah, I'm just. I, don't, I, I know what you mean. It could it could go either way, and Spider Verse did kind of seem like one of those lightning in a bottle hits, you know? Yeah, yeah like I mean, I'm, I yeah. think it'll still be good. I, I'm actually excited for it, and I feel like there was a little bit more of a setup for the Spider Man '99 at the end of it, wasn't it? Uh, What's his name? Who plays Paul Poe Dameron? I, I I always I keep. Oh, that him. was uh Oscar Isaacs. I yeah, Oscar that. Isaac plays yeah. him, and I feel oh, like he had, there was another. It wasn't just the pointing. I thought he had like something else. Like he has a line. Of no, dialogue. he had like a little. He did have dialogue. He then he goes running dialogue. off. And then do the bullshit thing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was a little bit more. Like, I am happy that, you know, Miles Morales, the Black Spider-Man, is getting another movie and more representation, you know, outside of just his game. So we can, you know, so, you know, expose more of, you know, African-American heroes. There's got to be a Black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yeah, but I'm just like, you know, why another Into the Spider-Verse? You gave it to me once, and depending on how you do it, it's going to either feel recycled or it's gonna feel hollow. I I'm guess worried about it being like Elf Two, you know, that movie Will Ferrell never made. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh god. Yeah, I get that oh, to it. agree. I get it to so agree. So it's but I you know, it I'm excited, good. but I'm excited with extreme caution. More yeah. of curiosity. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, I don't think I'll be as good as the first one, but I'm so excited to see what they bring because uh, was it Lord and Miller? very good directors and I, I'm assuming they're still attached to it. So if they still so. bring that commute comedic flair and all their, uh, they're just, there's the mm. cops are driving through the podcast. <laughs> um, but, right, that's uh, probably the ambulance. Yeah. I live by the hospital. <laughs> oh, I thought that was that's me. I live by three of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I thought, I thought no, I mean, I don't think it'll be as like, like Jerry was saying. I think uh, the first one's such a lightning in a bottle movie. I don't think it's going to be on the same caliber, but I think it'll still be entertaining, so good and well made. So I'm, I'm excited for more Spider Verse, you know. The Spider Verse was like one of the best Spider Man movies we got, and that's saying a lot because we got a lot of great ones, and we're going to talk about one later on. Um, it is terrific. Yeah. I just wanted Very to read this. Comment from uh, Cat Knight Hollow 1203. Jared Leto looked a bit methy. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about Jared Leto as a Joker. (laughs) Looked methy. He absolutely did. He looks kind of like he did some drugs, too. He looked like he did opium. From like 1782 China. (laughs) He did opium ten Joker. So yeah, I, I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to reply to your comment before we move on. <laughs> Thank you um, so much for participating in the stream. Yeah, yeah, the love of Jared Leto. Um, yeah. So wait, 
Connor, I mean, I know we talked about a little bit about Morbius last time. I just wanted to see what your thoughts are because I'm not really interested. I don't care about Morbius. I, I know Jerry, you're kind of indifferent about it, right? Like I'm indifferent. Yeah. I'm on the fence. Yeah, I think it could be good, <laughs> but you got to you're, you're you're more of a Marvel guy, so like definitely. Yeah. So so, what are your thoughts on Morbius in the trailer? Well, you know, I know this takes place in the same like universe or part of the multiverse that Venom has been teed up and set off in. And after the first and second Venom movies, I've decided to sort of stop taking Marvel and like Marvel and Sony stuff specifically too seriously. Cause I, we had this conversation when uh, Godzilla versus Kong came out. Like I was yeah. just shitting on it the entire like lead up to it. And eventually it hit me like what, what integrity did they ever claim to have, you know, they're just having fun at the movies. And it was the same deal with Venom and Venom let there be carnage. It was by no stretch a great movie or anything, but you know what? It, it, it kept my attention for the full, you know, two hours, whatever, both times. So I'm going into Morbius with the same basic, like, you know, uh, morbid excitement. Yeah. I'm not going in there expecting, you know, Citizen Kane starring Jared Leto or anything like that. But I know I'm going to have fun at the movies. You know, the way they're doing the vampire senses looks awesome as hell. You know, the, the sort of smoky background world where he's perceiving it like extrasensor rarely, if that's a word. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm going to celebrate it after I see it, but I'm definitely going to go to see it. And I, I feel like I'm going to have a good time. I'm not going to agree with that. That's, that's how I feel. <laughs> two kinds of people, I guess. I think we all as moviegoers know Sony has no business doing superhero movies, not especially anymore. with how they've just fucked everything that they've touched. Like, know, everything that they've touched, they've ruined in some way, shape, or fashion. Except for Spider-Verse. The only thing I don't like about it is that it seems like their Sony is trying to trick the average movie going going audience that this is yeah the Marvel Cinematic Universe so yeah slash Marvel they really are leaning hard into that people who are just mm -hmm. average moviegoers you know who don't dive deep like we do you know don't know that this is even like a separate you know universe or studio even they're like oh the yeah marvel this is part of tom holland spider-man oh yeah <laughs> venom he licked the tv screen cool <laughs> i know him <laughs> you know it's i i that's the thing where it's a little cynical and i i don't like it it's like kind of getting under my skin it's like they're stroking yeah, their own yeah. dicks and rubbing yeah. them in our face <laughs> Like just sensually or worse just, yeah telling they they everybody else they have Kevin Feige's dick Oh, oh, you go. oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. Matt, you, <laughs> Matt, you're pretty quiet. Do you have any BSBS? BS? There's like just a lot there. going on. He's trying to get over the initial shock of being cocksmacked by Sony. Oh my god. No, no, no. I'm this used to your talk, friendly. but I'm just like, really. I just like in my head, I'm like, this is a this podcast. We do curse, we say some crazy shit. But never see anything like that lately on here. Yeah, nothing too sexual or sexual. But now we That's do. what Sony's been doing. <laughs> and now we do. This is the beauty of the show. You never know what's going to happen because we're live. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Class act. 
Come on, you have to, you have something, Matt. Come on, what what do you got? What do you got here? Um, nothing really like anything pop culture. It's just me. Just I was want to talk about like how I just picked up like this new manga and everything. Die Dark. Mm. It's made by one of my one of my uh, favorite uh, what's it called artists oh. and slash writer author that made this other series called Dory Daro that came out. I kind of made, I made a post like a story on it like uh, was it a couple nights ago. I actually I've been waiting for the physical copy to come to stores and everything. Matt, it is frozen for me. Well, then you oh, figure so this sweet. out. Refresh your life. <laughs> I'm frozen for you. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you look fine, Matt. I'm looking at the live stream right now. You, you're you're good. Okay, but I saw the comment. I'm noticing. Yeah. <laughs> No, I actually, the, I've been waiting for the physical to come out probably for a while. It's been, it's been supposedly the first volume's been out for a while, but never in stores. Or every time I try to find it, it's kind of sold out on Amazon. So I kind of gave up. I got a, a digital copy, and I hate digital copy because I forget about it. It's on my phone, <laughs> and I don't go back to it. And Jerry here is the person that reminds me to read all my digital uh, chapters of all my manga that I read currently going. <laughs> you got to keep them around. You got to keep people like that around. <laughs> don't let yes. you fall behind in your manga. Mm -hmm. Oh, Crispy, don't forget to get no, but... zero tonight. <laughs> no, not right now. <laughs> Just later. Nah, nah, nah. You wait if you're a good boy. <laughs> like Ten minutes. I'll be right back. No, um... <laughs> No, nah, but this is pretty neat. It takes place in like space, and it's like a dark, 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 goofy comedy like style thing. It's in space and about, and there's like roaming around. I kind of like how like some of the artwork is like kind of like she does, she does like yeah. weird like kind of like cool artwork that more is like once you get further into like some universes like right here, it kind of has like a, it kind of has like a weird like cool like feel to it like it's it's different than i usually see people like kind of do sometimes even in Dor dory doro it just feels a lot it look it's good artwork but it feels dirty and weird and so it's like feel is this a weird look that's really it now, have you have you read through it yet have you finished it or are you, are you just uh what well, dory doro i finished dire dark is her newest <laughs> yeah the newer uh, manga series she's been putting out. Yeah. So I need to catch up right now. I think she has only three volumes out in store right now. Last time I looked. So I need okay. to pick up the next two. Oh, so you finished that one? No, I'm not done with this one yet. I'm like, I just I had to start rereading it. So I'm only a quarter way through. So well, but do you, would you recommend it? Like, would you do a light recommendation, even though you haven't finished it? <laughs> not. I would say if you do like a, I would say it depends on like how you like your uh, what's it called your style of like your read is. Like if mm -hmm. I would recommend, I'd rather have you read Dory Doro to get a good fee like feel. Oh, I love Dory Doro. If you like the style of that book, like that volume, that volume set. You'll get into Dire Dark because I mean, basically right. Dire Dark is kind of feels like it's the same universe, but it's not because of the artwork. Mm. But same studio, right. I, I imagine. Oh no, same person, same person. Oh, right? okay, exactly. Yeah. But I'm kind of disappointed with the book though. Dory mm -hmm. Doro has these like nice little like folds, 
like on the like back end that you can fold and like put into the book and you can hold your price oh, properly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and it feels yeah. all it's so nice. But like this one is like okay, I still like the book, but like it's I kind of miss that feature. But at the end of it, I never had <laughs> this stuff in the back. <laughs> It's a crossword wow. puzzle? Oh, that's, that's old school. Matt, don't write in it. If you do, it won't be worth a million dollars in a hundred years from now. Do they have a write-in ad for the uh, Red Rider BB gun in there, too? <laughs> I kind of wish. If you, if you I write in wish. it, it's not going to be worth money anymore. Years. Is there an ad for a pet rock? Give <laughs> me one second. I can't believe that was a looks thing. Like a rock. Made money off that. Hey, every generation oh. has their pet rock. For us, it was fidget spinners. Yeah, I th I feel like well, I feel like it, uh, ours no, was more silly bands. We were more silly no, no, bands. No. I think fidget Actually, you're right. That was more useless. You're right. No way. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> pet rock was that. Remember, remember those commercials for the freaking the worm thing with the googly fucking eyes. That was oh, like yeah. I used to go around and do all crazy shit because it was all. Oh, it was like on a string. Yeah, it was on a string. Yeah, yeah that was our pet rock. Is this from Happy Land or whatever yeah. store you bought zoo pets at that I apparently now went to as a kid? It was like a magic about? trick. I, I wish I could show it, but um, we don't we don't have that luxury today because there's. I'll Google it. String worm, Google eyes, watching you. Oh, oh god. My gosh. Um so do you guys have any other BSBS or should we move on to the main events? Well, a good transitionary piece of news was uh CNN just broke the news today that Spider-Man uh, No Way Home was the first uh pandemic movie to make a billion dollars at the box office. First yes. movie since 2019 to make a million dollars in tickets a billion dollars in ticket sales. Yay. People oh, the came first out for Spider-Man. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Well, yeah, we all flocked to that cool. That's cool. Oh, I did, yeah. That was the first weekend. It was packed for me, and the second weekend was full. Oh, I believe it. I'm glad everybody, everyone had the same plan. They didn't do the Black Widow route and stream it on Disney+. Plus. No, they knew, oh, they knew people were coming out for Spider-Man. Yeah. They knew they could, They knew yeah. they were going to lose too much money if they did that. Exactly. Yeah, they were like, "All right, Black Widow." There's like not a huge fan base in the MCU. There's a big one. There's a big one, but they knew they I could like. Haven't watched Black Widow. It's worth a watch. Yet. It's a good. It's a good action I movie. It's. It's formulaic. It's another Marvel movie. You know, it's not breaking any new ground. But the cast did a good job. The choreography is good. Taskmaster, just ignore Taskmaster. But other than that, pretty solid flick. I right. I might watch. It. Oh yeah, yeah, those are it. Those what things. <laughs> those stupid. Those are pet rocks. That's our pet rocks. Looks like cat toys. They are cat toys. They basically are. They have a string. Well, there you go. Same thing. Um. So, uh, before we move on, uh, cousin Tony asked, "Do you remember those dumbass pens with the faces on them?" <laughs> Yes. Um, yes, I do. Think so. I don't. Oh, I don't know. I. 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 I have to see it. I guess. Oh, not, let me I'm see. Two thousands sure. face pens. Not penned. What? Uh, 
Talk about these fucking things? Yep. Those I things. I have no idea what the fuck that is. I've never seen that. Tony, are you talking Those about these? Horrible. I remember. Tony, confirm. Oh, oh, God. I have no idea what that is. Okay. Me either. <laughs> all right. Well, that's wait, not wait. what I was thinking of at all. <laughs> oh, my God. I found these guys. That's what I thought you were talking about for a second until it was so those oh monstrosities. I have no idea. I don't know. We'll wait for Tony's reply. But, um, okay, so do you guys have any other BSB? Oh, it is. Tony confirms. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was thinking of what I oh, – okay. Okay. I was I thinking of what you were those. thinking of. I don't remember those oh, at no. all. Me um, either. Do you okay? So, do you guys have any other BSBS before we move on to the main events? <laughs> uh, Jerry, uh, don't forget to sign in the comments, Suba, after we're done here. All right, got you, got you, got you. What? Be like that. Oh, an email, but all right. Uh, <laughs> there's a game that me and Jerry play that's uh, attached to an anime that we watch. But we don't have a season three, but now we're getting a season three, and we're getting additional manga ads uh, for the volumes now because everyone's going nuts about it. How do you get ads in a book? How is that possible? Well, Jesus Christ. We, well, if you notice, I just showed you something. No. Uh, no, the adding, like, they stopped at volume 12. 12. You get pop-up ads in a book, reason? like, in the middle of reading it, like a fucking ad for... If Verizon Wireless comes out, I'm not surprised. Hey, not, right? <laughs> you can't skip it. It's the last <laughs> frontier. You can't, you can't, like, can't turn yeah, the yeah. You ripped the oh page out. <laughs> oh my god! What if that was a thing for like everything? Like, well, they, like they're, you... li they're listening to us, and they're gonna make it a thing now. I was gonna say, no, like, wait no, five no, years. No. That's how it'll be on Kindle Reader. No, 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 no. Now, 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 imagine you're trying to be some guys trying to be sneaky and watch a porno mag. Reader Pooh and Porno Mag and publish everybody. And then the ad comes out. An ad Why comes out for it. We're lost. Okay. okay. Uh, so we're going to discuss the Spider Man uh, 1967 series. Yes. Uh, the original Spider Man cartoon. And I want Connor to do the little, uh, if you could. Do a little synopsis on uh, the basic story of the origin of Spider-Man. Sure, sure, sure. So the 1967 cartoon uh, Spider-Man: The Animated Series. Uh, this episode, I don't, I don't believe it was the pilot episode. It was it's just sort not, of a flashback yeah. in the premiere order. But uh, yeah, it takes you through uh, a very comic book-esque origin of Peter Parker gaining his spider powers, and. Uh, 1967 animation in America, still kind of a pretty new concept, especially color animation. And uh, that shows, you know? So it's an interesting art style coupled with, uh, coupled with uh, the way uh, the voices were recorded, yeah, in influencing uh, how, how lines were read. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, 1967 cartoon. Uh, the animation looks like it was ripped straight from the panels of the comic books. It likely does. Because yeah. Of, yeah. Really likely because the artist probably had similar training. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the classic Spider-Man origin story. Yeah, it actually does it uh, a lot of justice. I don't know if... Uh, have, you ever, have you guys ever seen this before? Have any of you seen this episode? or? 
No, I haven't seen this one, but I have seen, I think it was like Spider-Man and Friends or Spider-Man and Pals, I think it was called, where it was. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Yeah, Yeah, that's Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. That was from the 80s, and that was a a great show, yeah, where you'd like hang out with the X-Men and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the that's the one I remember watching. That one was the jam. Yeah, this was actually my introduction to Spider-Man. Was this episode? So really? It's like a it's like a perfect way to get introduced to Spider-Man as a kid. Um, when I when I seen this, it was like Stanley. It was on a VHS tape, and Stanley like opens it up. He's like, "Yeah, I was trying to come up with this concept for." A new superhero, and I was looking at a bug, and I was like, "Oh, a, a guy, a guy who sticks to the wall like a like a human fly." And I was like, and then he was thinking like Spider Man, you know? And he was like, <laughs> going, like explaining the whole a good concept of how he made Spider Man. I was probably like, I was really young when I seen this, probably you know, five or six, or maybe even younger. But uh, yeah, this is this is a perfect introduction to Spider Man if you're like a little kid or something like that. So. Uh, that's why. That's why I was like, "Oh, I really want to talk about this, yeah. uh, uh, this episode." Um, but uh, I love the music. I think the music is like one of the best. Oh yeah, ever. right. That was definitely right. one of my favorite pieces. Epic yeah. score. So, Matt, have you seen this before? I've seen some of the early episodes, but never this episode. I see. And like Jerry, and like how, like what Jerry was stating, I've seen like the Fantastic Friends, like episodes and all that stuff and then on anything mostly in the future and stuff from there yeah i mean there's i mean there's not really too much you could really say about this i mean like it's a basic origin story of spider-man and they do it like beat for beat um like what it is in the comic books and it's uh seems like it's very true to what it is you know at least at that time um Uncle Ben has maybe one line of dialogue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where, where's Peter? Is he up in his room again? Yeah. He was like obscenely old. Uncle yeah. Ben in this one. I, like, I've never was, seen Uncle Ben so old. If he didn't get shy, he was going to die within a week anyway. <laughs> yeah. He was suffering from peanut brittle. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said Aunt May. Do you know where Peter I'm like, yeah. yeah that was or Aunt May? He's such an industrious boy. But it's interesting you bring that up because I listening to the the voice act, the voice actor for Peter Parker must have been 40 years old if he was a day. It was interesting listening to him try to be like a high school guy. You know, but he's just like, uh, sorry, I've got to get to this dissertation on nuclear physics. In fact, I'm assisting. (laughs) I I, I just got my books out of my locker. Yeah. yeah, I love that. From that, that class I take in high school. Yeah, that's an awesome class. I, I would love to <laughs> that's take true, that. a pretty class. rad class, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if if he was going to bail out on, like, hanging out with, with the three girls and these two <laughs> random guys he just met up with to, you know, see a spider being radioactive, <laughs> like, turn into a radioactive spider, I, I, I might, I think I would choose the spider. <laughs> I would choose the latter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would choose the latter. And they're like notified Burke bookworm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he took that real personally. Yeah. He was doing over being called Book a bookworm. Like, really? Bookworm? bookworm. I'm going to get those I'll, guys back. I'll show them. I'll, show no them yeah. I'll get even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love, uh, 
like it i I love the beginning, like the introduction, and there's like this narrator lasts like for two seconds, like on a on a summer, on a on a, a like yeah. a like a September day with a like a bunch of students or whatever he says, and uh, it, it's so random. With these two guys, are like, oh yeah, we're gonna hang out with yeah. these girls, but there's oh one of them has to bail. Oh, Peter, we need a random guy. Out? Yeah. Oh, there you well, are. One of them. Well, one of them. Hey, is Parker, like, come here no, for a second. Bring all three of yeah. them. Well, the ones are like, let's take all. There's better odds. There's better odds to have three, all three. Well, they need, say that. they need a third one. They need three and three. And, like, it seems like they don't even know these girls. They don't even refer to them no. by their name at all. It's just random, just like, random people. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, we'll pick up these dames and we'll drive around. Yeah, I was going to didn't even coast. bother giving them voice actresses. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take them to the soda parlor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down by the five and ten, grab an egg cream. I, <laughs> I mean, the uh, the animation is kind of wonky with the the frames, like the movements. But, I love uh, the web swinging. I yeah, love the web swinging part. The, the animation swings. He swings. They had a lot through. of frames for it. It increased. The animation is super. The window. There's a part when he swings through, like the one, the business, like the apartment buildings and he just shoots a web inside the building where he just literally just goes right through the window and he's outside the window yeah. and he's just swinging just and he just like swings, swings the air he just and then the guy just days. drops his cigar he's like yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be the best i love uh, the webs that never, yeah. the webbing him swinging just goes off of one web swing and he goes down like eight blocks, and yes. then yeah, that's true. yeah, exactly. That's true. They were obviously like, Well, we yeah. can't afford to like do every single realistic swing, so let's just get him oh. over a couple of blocks with one web. And this is where fair. the back comes here. in for Spider Man <laughs> that one cast is him swinging. <laughs> to, to be fair, you know the where animation. all the animation went. Yeah, it, it, it significantly increased oh, during the web swinging segments. Like he's actually moving around. Yeah. He's like, like rotating around a flagpole. Like he actually did a mm -hmm. somersault, and there's like actual frames happening during that sequence. But they use it multiple times, so they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. We, we use like Jerry was saying, we use our all, all our budget on this the web swing, and we got to use it five times." Which you know, we're gonna give watercolor for the background of the skies. Yeah. I love yep. it. it's it, this this whole series is very charming and I think this episode is is pretty charming and and well I mean just for me I have the nostalgic factor for it, it just too. screams nineteen sixties to me yeah um, yeah the music I, I love the music I don't remember I like I seen this and I like when I was watching it recently I was like. I remember these songs, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I, I couldn't. I was like astounded how memorable the soundtrack was with the background music. And it was like, like, like sixties jazz almost. It was, yeah. it was awesome. I love the music. <laughs> that was probably my favorite it, aspect. And it comes from this era of composition where, like, you know, musicians were in big bands, always just trying to get their names out any way they could, and they just yeah play these amazing with amazing like discipline and effort because you had to be the best because they didn't have high def sound you know that not everything yeah, was going to come true. through on the you know the, the sound systems of the time so everything that did come through had to be perfect yeah so that's yeah. why they're all going ham like they do 
Yeah, I didn't even think of that. It's because awesome. they definitely don't half-ass like the music at all. Yeah, you know. You can't, they, you can't upload MIDI trombone to fill out your orchestra for the 1967 no, Spider-Man soundtrack. No, you, you can't, can't do that. You're you like, gotta do you gotta it all analog. Expert trombone it's real. Exactly yeah. right. And there was no shortage. There was no shortage. They were all out there hungry for work. Yeah, there's a full-out band. It's not just like one person. Yeah. It's a full-out band. Mm -hmm. You can't fake that, especially back then. Like now, people just use synths or something like a like a keyboard, and like, oh yeah, there's there's your soundtrack, <laughs> you know. Yep. But now I they, think like, the one they set of gathered. things that we're forgetting about the most is when he was when he broke the light pole with the punch. Yeah, oh, and yeah. you see like the whole thing just fall in like a steady like frame motion. It's just yeah, it looks instead like of almost, just and plop. It almost looked like the cut. Stop motion like animation of uh, yeah. South Park at that moment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it just like it was see, just yeah. Like <laughs> just animation just, is still so so new to the country at that time. You can see they're still figuring out like where can we save frames, where can we save like you know money, paint, whatever. I get. I wouldn't say it's new. I mean, like animation was around since like the twenties, so that was you know. 40 years ago. Yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah, it's 40. It's being cheap, damn it. And <laughs> <There> was, <laughs> I mean, I, they were being cheap. They definitely were. Because, like, yeah. compare this. Animation is like, expensive. Yeah, to compare this, like, the, the Max Fleischer. Like, even, like, uh, like, Disney. Like, that came out in the 40s and 30s and all that. And, like, the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. Like, every frame is animated. It's, it's amazing. Um, but this, it's... It looks like it's more ripped out of the comic book, but it's like it almost gives it that comic book feel by how that like static they are with the movements. And actually, I feel mm -hmm. like it almost like works for this type of medium for Spider-Man. It's like oh, okay, it's just like almost like reading a comic book, and they kind of move a little bit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's all you need. I, I think the animation was a lot better than I remembered it being. Just like the drawings, yeah. like the. The, the, the character designs, that's that's where it, um, it like, excels, is the design work. But uh, the animation, obviously, is lackluster. But it's, like, pretty hyper-detailed for what it is. Um, so I think that kind of almost makes up for it. You know, they definitely put in a lot of effort in that uh, aspect. I had one little problem with the one the faces. It's when <laughs> – I think it's when – it's when, when uh, uh, what's it call it? When Peter Parker finds out Uncle Ben dies and he's like just resting on the cop car. Yeah. And you're seeing his face just like bugging out. And like you can see yeah. they're supposed to have a lot of motion, but I just felt like it was just a lot of stagnant face with eye, a lot of eye twitching and moving. Mm. And it's more in the voice and in the face that was going on there. And I was just like, this is a little, yeah, this is a little different for me. <laughs> more movement for that part, but like, yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they, they used it for the web swinging. That's the cool stuff. So that <laughs> was cool to draw people in. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that must have blown people's minds at the time to be able to look at that and see, wow, this is all a lot of drawing. They can do yeah. all this. Yeah. He could swing around with one <laughs> web. Across uh, um, the whole city, we could never do this live action. Yeah, <laughs> look this where look we are. Yeah, look how far yeah. we've come. Oh my gosh. Look where I love we, we are. We were talking now. about 
Oh god. I love how we're talking about like Andrew Garfield's character being like too cool for school and like a little cocky and everything. And this episode, they go from nerd to when he gets superpowers, yeah. it goes oh, into cocky mode. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm this. But I look out for number the one. Guy, I'm looking out for number guy's one. Running around, he's like, like tackle. Yeah, he is that. So yeah. At least in the Toby Maguire one, he had a reason not to. You know, like he was getting. Yeah, he got shortchanged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this, this one, one is just, like, just a I'm here to asshole talk to for no guy. reason. Yeah. I yeah, want, I want just... to be famous. I want to be a circus like <laughs> performer for your TV show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that dude. He made it. Yeah. A day later. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Ben! No! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is a good introduction <laughs> though for like kids to like grasp the uh, the whole origin story of Spider-Man, what he's mm. about, you know, like if you show this to a kid, they would like totally get what Spider-Man's all about, like instantaneously. And I think this one's a little less cheesy than the other episodes I remember. I think it like at least has more of the weight of what Spider-Man's about um, at his heart and his core, and it does show the Uncle Ben side of it. I wish he at least did say his classic line, you know, that would have been nice before he died. Um, yeah, it would have been, but they left it for Spider-Man. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a yeah. But I was like, it's the 60s. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, I mean, they, they definitely cut some corners with that. And I guess um, Steve Steve Ditko, uh, the co-creator of Spider-Man, did work on the script for, for this episode. Probably, like, for others as well. But he was uncredited from the information I'm reading on IMDb. So, um which is interesting. It's it's cool to see that uh, the creators of the character are at least getting their due diligence with the uh, creation of the cartoon itself. Because a lot of times with comic books, uh, like once they become on the big screen, they like drop off the creators. Like, oh yeah, we don't need you. We got it. You know. So it's nice to have that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts or uh, <laughs> ratings to rate this. I don't even know how to rate this. But <laughs> this made me want to watch the old Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Oh, Super Friends? I've never seen Super Friends. Oh, God. It's definitely a hidden... Like, if you've seen it, you know it. Because you can't forget it. It's one of those hidden gems yeah. that's a... You either know about it or you've never seen it ever. Yeah, the I never, invisible I never jet man. It. That's like the best thing. <laughs> Easier to draw, easy to animate. It is. It's just all the sitting like an idiot. I mean, to co to compare this to something, well, at least Matt and I talked about in the past is the Fleischer Superman cartoons. Like those are like a work of art. Like those are amazing, and this those, is okay. You can't even compare that. Stuff. Yeah, the exactly. but these are just <laughs> of, like of superhero cartoons. here and there. This is like this is your taste. That's I what think we should it's let like a Picasso. do the review and rating first. Yeah, you go ahead. Oh man. god! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for throwing this at me. It's gonna be my rating. Just don't send stuff off. But okay. Um, no, I enjoy like this. Uh, this whole episode, I kind of liked it. 
the animation to me, I enjoy it, but like like you guys say, it's like out of the comic book, so it's like mm-hmm. it's just had a different feel than the actual like like comic like any cartoon that's out there that's like this oh we just came up with this cartoon design. We're just gonna go with this design, screw it, and just have it in motion. Now they actually take their time trying to edit uh, design their character properly as a comic book. But there is good music score, like you guys are stating, and like I just there's some here and there like things with it, like the animation. Like I said, there's this, the web swinging. It's just freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh every time, but it's just gold. But to me, like I kind of wish they kind of like extended Uncle Ben's spot, like yeah. you guys were saying, because it just felt like it was a blimp. It was just saying, oh, then Uncle Ben dies, and I'm like. But I didn't enjoy Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben was just barely there. I couldn't absorb him. But whatever. Um, I enjoy. I would enjoy it. it. Gives me like a good flashback to like older cartoons I used to watch. So I would say I'll give this one like at least for me a seven. Yeah, for me, for a seven. Yeah. I guess I'll pick up where Matt left. Yeah, on. go ahead, Jerry. Go we'll ahead. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's definitely like Matt said. This this did a lot for me because I remember more of you know Spider Man and his amazing friends or the his amazing pals, whatever it was. And this was this is literally like watching not so much a dirtier like color scheme, but it was more in the dark hues of it. Because the other one is just bright pops and colors. And oh, this yeah. was this was a fun watch. You can't. That's like when we watched uh, Adam West Batman. This is oh, you yeah, could yeah. show this to a kid, and they would never know anything's different. You could say like, "Oh, this is a retro Spider-Man that they're bringing back," and they'd be like, "Oh, sweet," and they would be none the wiser. This is the web swinging. Definitely the highlight for me, just because I enjoyed the watercolors that they did in the background a lot more. Because it was like, oh, so this is like somebody was like, oh, we ran out of, we forgot to put a background up. Quick, call up the nearest watercolor artist we can find. Yeah. And, oh, there it was. <laughs> and even some of the other frames where he's climbing on the buildings, jumping around, like, we, he's actually, you know, we're actually seeing the frames where he's doing that. Although he's like a little black stick figure. That's still cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to follow behind Matt. I'm gonna give it a seven out seven and a half. I strongly would recommend it. You know, it's a fun watch. You, you know, you're gonna laugh and giggle the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll follow that up, and I'll say, yeah, same deal. It's a it's a fun origin story. You know, classic comic book retelling of the story. An, an amazing time capsule of the, uh, the 1960s and what animation was like there. Not sure it holds up super well, at least for me. Same way, someone who grew up on various different Spider-Man cartoons certainly wouldn't put it as my favorite of the Spider-Man cartoons I watched. So, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think we're all going to agree on 7 out of 10. I want to give it an 8 just because it's like my introduction to the nostalgia factor, but I think, to be fair... <laughs> it's closer to an eight than it is a six. Um, I'll give it that. What um, I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like> this. 
Harry Just let you guys go. It's a closer. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> this is um, 7.5, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the points. I don't like the point system. I don't like doing that. I like one solid number. Hey man, I, mean, I didn't like getting graded in high school. Why would I like it? Why would I like doing yeah. it to someone else? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. But uh, uh, like Jerry was saying with the watercolor scheme, uh, I love the backgrounds with that. And it almost makes it, gives it that psychedelic 1960s feel as well to it. So like almost like encapsulates the 60s even more just with the like the background itself. And uh, like I said, this is my introduction to Spider-Man. So this is a great way to introduce a kid to Spider-Man. And I was watching the 90s cartoon. I was like, oh, maybe we could do that. And I didn't really see any, they didn't have an origin story for Spider-Man. It just starts out with Spider-Man versus the Lizard. So I'm like, oh, let's just go to the origin. We'll just do Yeah, it. they just stick that in the yeah. intro sequence every episode. Yeah. And you're like, hey, this is why he's Spider-Man. You're like, yeah. got it, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, let's, let's go back. Let's go back to the origin, the baseline. All the way back. Um, and uh, so this was my introduction to Spider-Man. I think the reason why I got this VHS tape, because I've seen Superman the movie. I've seen Batman movies, obviously. And this was probably around 2000. And I was like, oh, I want I want a Spider-Man movie. Where's the Spider-Man movie? And I remember going to, like, I think it was video, video treats at the time. And I was with my dad. Oh, and, I was like, and I was like, oh, do, is there a Spider-Man movie I could get? And they were like, oh, well, there's no Spider-Man movie. You know, here's the cartoon, basically. But they're like, oh, but the Spider Spider-Man is in production right now. So, like, I was like, oh, okay. It was kind of, like, cool, like, interesting with, like, I was like, oh, I, I, I almost like what as a kid, I was like, I felt like I was like predicting the future. I'm like, why isn't there a Spider-Man movie? I want it now. And then like literally a year later, we got a Spider-Man movie. But I was like, I can't oh. believe that as a, at, the, at the time as a kid, I was like, I have Superman, I have Batman. Why isn't there a Spider-Man movie already? Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? I was they gave you fucking the Japanese edition of Spider-Man. That would have been pretty funny. Yeah, no, I'm glad this was my introduction to the Japanese one. I haven't seen the Japanese one, so I can't really say. But uh, it looks uh, more like Power Rangers. The clips <laughs> yeah. are hilarious. There's supposedly, in that show, he has a mecha sword. He has like yeah. a giant it, robot he uses. It's very and it's weird. Wow. And his name's not I mean, Peter Parker, Rome. it's something else. This is just a. They just went with a Japanese like origin name for him because he's in, in Japan, and like, and I'm just like, all right, I just want to know what the Mechazord looks like. I haven't found a photo of it yet, <laughs> but it just sounds ridiculous having a Spider-Man giant robot thing just running around <laughs> Tokyo or Japan, some whatever major city they. Classic go. trope. Classic. What was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta people... say. We'll touch oh. that. What are you going to say, Josh? No, I was going to say, maybe we'll do that in the future. <laughs> the Spider-Man Japanese show. Good luck. We could do that movie. in old school Godzilla. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I'd rather, do, I'd rather do like... Oh, God. Godzilla. I can pick the shittiest one to go with that no. fucking movie. No, Matt. You, you, pick, enough, you pick enough <laughs> shitty movies. Pick a good hey. one. <laughs> 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 or in that time period... 
Because Zilla had his ups and downs. I'm sorry to say during that time. God, no, 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 no. Wait, Jerry, what were we gonna say? I, I was just gonna say, I'm Josh. I'm glad you picked this one because I was gonna do like the two episodes from like the end of the '90s Spider-Man where they're in like the multiverse battle. Yeah, with Madam Web. Yeah. Oh I was yeah. Like, oh, this will be cool. And then. Me and Chris, we started playing Destiny. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to send it. I hope I yep. need, I said, I hope Josh comes through because I kind of <laughs> forgot. Yeah. No, I I I, and then I the next day later. <laughs> well, I thought I thought of that like later on too. I didn't want to do something that was too heavy because, you know, like a two-parter, and plus we have this movie to talk about. So like I was like, this is nice yeah. and basic. We can just go to the basics and then We'll do like a two-parter '90s cartoon sometime in the future where there's not so much substance. But speaking of that, let's move on to <laughs> Spider-Man: No Place Like Home, um, starring uh, Dorothy from Kansas uh, playing Spider-Man. Right, <laughs> Matt? Do you want to take this one? Let me wanna... take this one. Yeah, you, there oh, you God. have. You have. <laughs> Take it. I get saved again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just want to start off by saying this is an official spoiler warning for Spider-Man. Uh, right. No place like Aunt May. <laughs> and yeah. I want to apologize now to the Spider-Man, the to to Peter Parker fans, because I'm about to be a harsh critic. I'm. Terribly sorry, but I'm not because this has to be said. So, oh God, <laughs> as we all know, this is Tom Holland's third movie for his series, which we finally got after Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, not Maguire. I don't know why I said that. And this is still following up from Far From Home. His secret identity has been revealed to the world. His friends, his beautiful aunt may everybody's just in like what and so you know he's trying to get in you know college he's trying to get in mit's just trying to figure out like oh what can i do to just still live a normal life and you know deal with all the haters saying you know mysterio was right and i'm not this killer or whatever he portrayed me as <clears throat> so he goes to the sorcerer supreme dr strange and he's like hey doc i got a question can you make it so people forget that I'm Spider-Man? And he's like, sure, kid. We saved the world together. I can do you a small, I can, you know, I'll do you a solid. You know, just, you know, it's a cool favor. And then he acts like a kid and he's like, well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I want my aunt May to remember. I want my girlfriend to remember. I want my best friend to remember. And I want happy to remember. He's like, kid, you're starting to piss me off. Shut up or you're going to make me, you know, screw things up. And then he kept changing the parameters of the spell and boom, he forced a, I'm gonna just call it a split in the fabric of the universe. And all of yeah. the Spider-Man villains started pouring into Tom Holland's universe. And so he was, you know, Dr. Strange finally asked him like, what was the point of all this? He was like, oh, well, my friends couldn't get into MIT and I couldn't. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just use magic to, you know, make them forget. And he's like, did you try picking up a phone, you imbecile? He's like, you fucking millennial. Yeah, he was like, 
That's an option. He's like, of course that's an option. <laughs> you're Spider-Man. Use your, you know, use your stardom to your advantage. And he was like, oh. And so he's, you know, rushing around trying to talk to the, I think it was the dean of admissions or something along the way. Head of admissions, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, she's stuck in traffic on the way to the airport. He's, you know, swinging around doing stuff. People still throwing bricks at him. And he's, you know, got the nano suit and he, uh, you know, it goes back to the nano thing and he knocks on the window and talks to her. And then as she starts talking, you know, boom, it's an explosion. We see Dr. Octavius, you know, come out and he's like, Peter Parker. And he's like, uh, hold on, I'll be right back. They hold have on, they? a brief fight and Doc, Doc Ock's like, you're not Peter Parker. What's going on here? And Tom Holland's also confused because he's like, I am Peter Parker. I'm just not your Peter Parker. And he's just like, it's like those KGB commercials. He's having a brain fart. He's yeah. like, what you're saying makes sense, but it's not connecting. And then after they have their brief tussle, uh, Spider-Man uses his nanotech to control the extra arms of Doc Ock to contain him and prevent him from doing so more awesome. damage. And then we see the bomb drop literally green we hear the laugh and there's green goblin there for a hot second and gone and it just kind of continues on we see uh peter parker talk to a lawyer who is blind who is daredevil daredevil is coming to mcu charlie cox is daredevil yeah that's awesome mm -hmm. And then Doctor Strange is like, okay, kid, here's the here's the deal. All these guys who know who Peter Parker is are here looking for you. So you have to, and he gives them a magic web slinger to like send them back. And he's like, okay, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna find these guys, I'm gonna send them back to their universe, and we're gonna forget this ever happened and don't ever ask me for another favor. He's like, okay, I can do that. So he finds electro he finds the lizard he stumbles upon uh norman osborne when he's going through his psychosis of switching between green goblin and norman osborne and so he has the idea like okay got everybody here what are we gonna do he's like cool i'm gonna i'm going to press the button on this magic cube send them back to their universe to die and let the world be as it should. And he's like, I don't want to let anybody die. And he's like, it's their fate. They're, you know, the death of one will save many or, you know, the whole multiverse time travel weird thing. Don't uh, step on a butterfly. Yep. And so Dr. Strange and Spider Tom Holland have a tussle. He gets stuck in the mirror dimension, which is just a huge geometry. What's the thing? I'm not good with math. I hate math. And so he's stuck there over the Arizona desert. And so Tom Holland is like, you know what? Let me try to rehabilitate these guys because that's the right thing to do. And so he starts the process, but it backfires on him. He does cure Doc Ock of the control of his extra limbs. And he starts curing Jamie Foxx from the electricity buildup inside of him. But... William, William, William DeVoe. He, I don't care what anybody says. He is the best Marvel villain 
because he showed like even in another universe, Green Goblin is not to be trifled with. He was beating the brakes off of Tom Holland, and he showed him like you ain't shit as the Spider Man kid. I've my Spider Man is way tougher than you are, and so they fight, and the whole building is just rubble at this point from all the damage. And Peter, Aunt May suffers some major damage and she dies. And she says the infamous line, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> blaming himself like, this is my fault. I should have just killed him. I should have just let it happen. I should have, you know, he's just going through this whole moral battle of what he should have done and what he needs to do. And then his best friend, Ned, using Dr. Strange's uh, portal ring, he summons up Andrew Garfield. And and Zendaya and Ned are like, MJ, I'm sorry, her name is MJ. MJ and Ned are like, who are you? And they're like, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Peter Parker. They're like, no, you're not. And he's like, okay. So he sticks to the ceiling, proving he's Spider-Man. And so then he tries to find uh, Tom Holland again, but this time comes in the best Spider-Man, in my opinion, the OG, Tobey Maguire. And he's just there, just like in the old movies. He's very awkward and very shy, quiet, reserved. He's like, um, I'm looking for your best friend. Do you have any idea where he might go for a thinking spot where he can be alone with his thoughts? Because he instinctively knows what's happening. And so they get there. They ex He explains, like, we've all been in your shoes. This is a tough call, kid. But you got to, he essentially tells me, you got to kind of suck it up and deal with your own consequences. So then the three Spider-Men work on curing each of their respective villains and sending them back home. And then they have, you know, some small quips, small talk, and then comes the big battle with everyone. So they cure most everyone. No, they do cure everyone. The lizard, Dr. Connor gets cured. Sandman's cured. Jamie Foxx is cured of his electricity and Willem Dafoe is cured of his psychosis as Green Goblin. And, you know, it was a lot of really nice stuff that they did because, you know, the interactions between Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, respectively, where, you know, you're, what do you mean? You're an amazing Spider-Man. You're amazing, man. You should feel amazing. I love you that. Know, you're amazing. Him. Can I just say that? And then, you know, they all just ask Tobey Maguire the infamous question, how do you just naturally have web shooters? He's like, I never thought of it. This just kind of happens. And then they asked him, like, have you ever had web block? And he's like, oh, and can you shoot it from anywhere else? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I'd rather not answer that. And so has you know, things keep progressing. It's a very chaotic fight because... They they're trying to cure them as they're fighting, and Andrew Garfield Spider Man has a repeat of when Gwen Stacy died, of like I have to save his MJ to redeem myself, and so he was like, you know, uh, MJ was like, you okay? And he's just like, yeah, I'm good. And so then after everyone's cured, it's the fight between Willem Dafoe. And Tom Holland, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna fucking break your neck. And he's like, Do it, chump. And so, you know, Tom Holland gets some good blows in, but 
you don't mess with Green Goblin. He's not to be trifled with. And even when, you know, Tom Holland has him <laughs> right in the, the pre-esp of death, Tobey Maguire's like, stop. This isn't what you want to do. I've been down this route. It's a dangerous and slippery slope. And then bang. Well, not bang, but slice. Tom uh, Tobey Maguire gets, you know, critically injured, and he's just collapsing. He's not dead, thank God. And so then Andrew Garfield tosses him the serum to fix him, and he hits him in the neck, and he's like, what have I done? And then, you know, the multiverse is now opening even more, and we see more classic Spider-Man villain trying to come in, and then Tom Holland's just like, you know what, Doc? Make everybody forget about me. He's like, everyone? He's like, everyone. This will protect us all and save everything. And so Doctor Strange wipes the whole world's memory of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. He's basically a ghost in the machine now. So he bids farewell to his girlfriend. He tries to reconnect, but he's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave things be. And it continues on even to where he's in his one-bedroom apartment with all his stuff. He's got a GED book because obviously he's no longer in school. And he sews his own suit because, you know, he doesn't have access to Stark Tech anymore. And he's just now the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And do we want to, Josh, do you want to save the two scenes for after we all go or you want to include them now? Oh, you mean the ending? The post credit scenes. The yeah, I mean, scenes. I guess we could we could talk about them. Uh, uh, the second one was just a trailer. For well, it was just Doctor a trailer. Yeah. We can yeah. save the one that was the trailer. Yeah. It's not relevant just yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So the first post credit scene, we see Tom, uh, Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock getting drunk in a bar, talking to this bartender gentleman and he's like so you mean to tell me you got this superhero swinging around his name spider-man and he's talking to venom he's like you know yes we're eddie we're drunk let's go skinny dipping and then we see him in a flash just poof back to his universe and the the gentleman's like he's gone and didn't pay for his tab again and so he was obviously frustrated so he takes the glass and starts walking off but we see part of venom's symbiote still remain there and then that's where the first one ends and then the second i guess you could call it it's not really seen so then the second thing that happened after all the credits was a trailer for dr strange multiverse madness which has me very excited because i'm a huge dr strange fan i love the first movie I didn't see the first Doctor Strange, but I'm more excited because really? Sam Raimi is directing it. That's why I'm mostly excited for it. Um, if you don't know, Sam Raimi is the person who directed the first two Spider-Man movies, uh, the Tobey Maguire movies. So that's why I'm excited for that. And uh, I am hoping Bruce Campbell is in there. <laughs> so All I need is that Bruce Campbell cameo, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be happy. I'll exactly. call it in. Exactly. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> so when, <laughs> then we can claim Bruce Campbell was a multi-universe, multi-universe character? Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's Mysterio. <laughs> the first so while I catch my breath, I would like for our guest host, Connor, to uh, pick up on my coattails while I refresh myself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. right. 
So like I was saying earlier when we were talking about uh, the the BSBS, you know, I I'm trying to I'm trying to tune down my expectations when it comes to superhero movies. I just want to focus on having fun. And this movie in particular was a big reminder of that because it brought me all the way back to 2002, the original Spider-Man movies, my introduction to like superhero movies in general. That was those were my first superhero movies. I loved the hell out of them as a kid. You know, they were everything. They were we'd never seen anything like them before. They didn't have like formula or rules or standards to hit. You know, they, that movie was all over the place. It was graphic. It was edgy. It was yeah, corny. It was camp at times. It was all of those things. So, and I, I find myself longing more and more for superhero movies to return to that sort of like whimsical, not really caring, you know, just ha- trying to have a good time on the screen. We got a little taste of that with Shazam. I think you guys might agree with me on that one. Shazam. I can agree. It broke formula and had a lot of fun with it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think I can get back into that mindset. I can enjoy movies like that again. And so that was my first thought going into this movie because it, again, it put Tobey Maguire back in my face and reminded me why I love superhero movies from the start because they separate me from reality. They make me not have to turn on my logical brain for a while. They just... You know, let, let they let your heart lead. You know that that hope, that uh, that inspiration that heroes of of mythos have always given us. And so I walked into that movie ready to have a good time, and I loved what they did. I, I the the first of all the the way they teed up the whole multiverse fractal thing. I was I was worried about that, but the idea that Peter's life was destroyed because he's now the most famous person in the world, and his friends' lives are destroyed. They can't you know pursue their dreams. I can see why you would feel justified to change the you know the very rules of his universe to do that for the for the people that he cares about. Like MJ said, that's who he is. And I was also really glad uh, really impressed with the way they introduced uh, all the multiverse villains. They gave them proper MCU introductions. So people who might not have seen uh, the 2002 or 2014 Spider-Man movies can get caught up to speed pretty quickly. Like, yeah, the, your classic MCU things. They had, you know, shorter touches on their origin story. They sort of had to fill in the background for each other, the ones that were from the same universe. But, you know, if you didn't see those movies, you could still you could still connect with these characters, with these with these villains. They were still they still felt like MCU villains. And so we moved, yeah. So so already like I'm having a good nostalgia blast. It's not it's not too pandering, you know. They're they're easing them in. They're they're easing them into that side of the pool, and they're uh, they're swimming pretty well. And like you said, Willem Dafoe to see him back on the screen playing the Goblin again steals the show. He has not lost a step. He's still got it, and he he really is a fantastic villain. He's so good at scaring you and like keeping you interested, and also you're like, oh man, that's kind of cool too. You know, he just cut, he checks all the boxes. He's the perfect Green Goblin. And yeah, that fight seat between them was brutal, like 2002 level brutal. You know, that was that was like Spider-Man and Green Goblin <laughs> back up on the on the rooftop impaling each other with the glider brutal. And we got a little bit of that. Aunt May's death was absolutely devastating. I cried the first time I saw it. I did. And like Marissa, to- we've only had Marissa Tomei over two movies before this. I didn't really think I was going to like, you know, connect to her Aunt May so much because at this point Aunt May to me is just, you know, a, a device for Peter Parker's character development, but I did. I felt it, and especially when she gave him the "with great power comes great responsibility" line, that was a big part of it. 
And then the way they introduced the two other Peter Parkers. They were having fun with it. They were making references to the old movies. They were making it fit. You know, that that like really well done. They like you can tell they took their time with the writing. They you know, they made it they made it feel good. They made it they made it feel good. And both Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were really excited to step back into their roles. You know, they filled out their characters really well. Yeah. Even though I and some of us here weren't a fan of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, he still played that Spider-Man. He played the Peter Parker you'd remember from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. He was, you know, stuttery. He was, he was swaggering around, all that stuff. He was, you know, he, he, he's the no-filter Spider-Man. And that showed up a lot. And I, I think... They were kind of aware that he was sort of the lamest of the three Spider-Man because they, you know, he he kind of took a backseat to like the, you know, the the Tobey Maguire Tom Holland dynamic, especially in that last scene in the fight where it's sort of like the first Spider-Man trying to save the last Spider-Man's soul, stuff like that. And uh, what else did I want to say about this? I just yeah, love the way they introduced the villains. The villains fit in seamlessly. Uh, all the villains gave a, a, well, most of the villains gave a, a bang up job. Although I found out recently, and I don't know if you know this, uh, Sandman and the Lizard, Thomas Hayden Church and uh, Rice Iffins, uh, they actually didn't do their own voice work in this movie. It was uh, some combination of like yeah, pre-recorded stuff, like old images from old movies. That's why uh, Sandman and Lizard were in there, like, you know, uh, sand and lizard forms for most of the movies because the other the, the actors weren't going to be in it. But uh, I didn't yeah, even I, notice that until that was pointed out to me. I noticed they were kind of, like, off. Um, yeah. I noticed, like, some, some of them, way, like Josh said, some of the movements yeah. were kind of clunky, I guess would um, be the right word. Wasn't they animated? Yeah, exactly. Sandman, he looked more like Vin Diesel than any than his actual actor. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Face. Yeah, so like it, like it felt like he had more like features in the actual like three more than this one. Mm. Wait, so why weren't they in the movie? Did they just like not want them? Or yeah, they just didn't want to reprise those roles. You know, I think they, both of them are both. Church and actors uh, just didn't want to be in the movie. Is that yeah. why? I know. I know. Thomas Hayden Church has been retired for a number of years. I don't know what uh, Rise Ziffen's deal is, but huh. it could just be like maybe scheduling conflicts. But they still got credited. They were paid for their likeness, yeah. so they still they still okay. got to be in the movie. That's sort of. interesting. That's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. But the way the movie and the way the movie wraps up because we this is the last movie that's. Marvel is allowed to make in conjunction with the deal they made with Sony. So the future of Spider-Man and the MCU is a little uncertain right now. And they, they do a good job of sort of taking Spider-Man off the table as a major player in the MCU in a tasteful way. You know, he sews that old suit up because he's not going to, he's not dabbling with the Starks and the Rogers of the, the MCU anymore. He's back on the street. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And, yeah. you know, may, if, we don't get more movies with Spider-Man in the future. Maybe that's, we'll just always know he's there out in the neighborhood, just being Spider-Man like he always wanted to be. And, but who knows? Maybe he'll find a way back. Maybe he'll undo the damage from the uh, multiverse if the deals go well. So they left themselves, they put themselves in a good spot to go either way with that. And I I really enjoyed that. He's finally at Spider-Man. 
know exactly yeah, yeah. It, it, he, it feels like exactly like he really becomes spider-man right there yeah yeah he's uh, like spider-man as we've always known him. he doesn't have daddy stark to give him all this tech he doesn't <laughs> have all this money you know yeah. uh he's he's in a dungy apartment and he makes yeah. his costume he's, he's all uh, alone poor peter parker a, yeah all alone. in the bronx exactly yeah he shows his uh suit together like spider-man would um we yeah what fucking Crispy, video would you guys like to go? <laughs> one video you guys have anything you guys want to say or would you like for me to go i, I said <laughs> i sent mateo off about side talk i apologize um yeah god I, I, um oh god um go ahead you want to go or me you go Okay, so uh, I you okay, so it. I saw this twice, like how Connor said he saw it twice. I actually I enjoy both times. I see I a little here and there twice. different little ish like different little things that they did with the with the movie. Like I didn't miss I didn't see in the first movie. Sad thing is when I when first time when I was gonna go see it, I was already spoiled about Aunt May. Thanks to my brother. Yeah. Because he watched it on Reddit and he was pissed <laughs> off because I took a picture, Jerry saw it. Of his birth on his birthday, he passed out. And I sent to the uh, my, my our friend <laughs> Billy and Jerry here, and he was annoyed that I took the picture, so he spoiled the movie to me. So fuck Nick on that one because of pity <laughs> bullshit. Um, but I enjoyed it. I like that they brought in all these old villains into the movie, but I really did not want them to bring back Lizard. So I hated that lizard. I really fucking hated him. Can I just say there are parts in the movie where I forgot lizard was in the movie. Like when yeah. when they're all getting teleported back to their universes, I'm like, who's that? Oh right, Dr. Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, like, he, was he, was really, yeah, he was such a no fuck. It was done like a <laughs> thing. Like, what? And no, like, it's such a no fuck. <laughs> he's just like no. He was just like there and here and like in the trailers. I felt like maybe we're gonna get like a promising lizard that he's gonna look even cooler or be voiced by like being a different actor and everything. He's gonna be like from a different like universe. Oh no, the they had to pick the amazing universe, like amazing Spider-Man universe. They should have like, got fuck, the original fuck. Doctor Connors from the Tobey Maguire universe, and he's just that would've like, been sweet. Oh yeah, that would've been dope if they brought him back and like. Or brought somebody similar, similar style Grace. into the universe. They should have brought Topher well, like... Grace's Venom. <laughs> no. Sometimes look, there are some things that no amount of nostalgia lenses will ever make look good. No, no. What, but like, things belong just, in the past. It just doesn't like that. Was Nobody's my biggest nitpick really of the movie is really that lizard creature. I hate. I hate him from the movie. I'm still gonna hate him now. I was hoping they're gonna do some minor tweaks to him, make him look a little cooler. They kind of gave him more of like a cooler like uh, texture to him, and that's really it. Uh, he still just didn't feel like he was like a vil real villain. Sad thing is, my one of my favorite villains in Spider-Man is the Lizard, so mm -hmm. it makes me more depressed with this Lizard even more at the time. Mm -hmm. But I liked how they like actually like showed like. These characters, uh, these villains actually develop their costumes more in this movie than what they just show up in because they actually give you like a uh, everyone upgrades. It doesn't like just stay <laughs> as is only like, well, Doc Ock still stays a little bit of say, say, uh, the same because the Sanders is upgrading. 
yeah, Peter does his upgrade and makes him sane again. Sandman doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm fucking sand. I just changed in the fucking object. I don't need to change my style. I'm um, fucking sand. <laughs> I wish she said that. that movie. And, yeah, that would have been great. And uh, I wish she said that. Freaking, uh, what's it called? And Lizard's just Lizard. He's just scaly and running around and trying to eat kids. Um, but <laughs> what? That was I don't like remember trying life. to eat kids specifically, but what are you talking about life. when he went back and went after Mary yeah. Jane and Ned? They're trying. He's trying to eat those kids. And, <laughs> and they were applying to college. They were not kids anymore. He yeah, snorts your dog. But fine, I, yeah. I give you that. That uh, it's a technicality. Whatever, Matt. He so, snorts your dogs. Yeah. What? He snorts your dogs. I, he does snort dogs. <laughs> hobby. He goes, I'm snorting. And he goes after people. Uh, I really hate the fucking lizard. I really do. I I just hate him with this movie. These this movie setups. But uh, going down more, I enjoy the revealing of the Spider Mans. I like how Tobey Maguire is still the same Tobey Maguire where we left him as. He's just awkward, like how Josh said. He's awkward, nerdy, and just as is. And he's a youth pastor style look to him. That was <laughs> a great line. <laughs> I love that part. You go to battle dressed as a youth, cool youth pastor. Uh, but Andrew Garfield's like Spider Man. I feel like they changed him a little bit. Uh, I think I enjoyed him more in this movie. I'm still gonna say his two movies are shit. In this movie, they amped him up and they gave him a better. I would say a better lines and better direction of where he better go script. with Spider-Man. He had a better script. Yes. So that's why. And like where he went, like he felt like he was more downsized to where he was in his movies where he was like, I'm with the cool guy. And this one, he's like, I'm a nerdy guy, but I'm a loser, but I fucked my life, but I fucked a lot of things mm. up. So he's debating with a lot of things in his head and you can see you can see at some points in the movie where he doesn't always have confidence in himself thanks to his past issues and all that stuff. And I love that like they did that to him, that they kind of like gave him this new persona and style instead of just leaving him with this cool cat setup. Because they could have fucking like they could have like zapped him in at the same time as the Electro got zapped in. And he could have not had uh What's it? Gwen Stacy die? He could have been just still as him. No, they zapped him in when he's like a few year, like a year, a year or maybe a few months or a year into after Gwen Stacy's pa like passing and where he's just fucking everything up. Hmm. And they could have brought Gwen Stacy. Like they they didn't need to, uh, They don't know Gwen Stacy yet. <laughs> no, the she, but, uh, she, no, is there even a Gwen Stacy in the MCU? We don't know yet. That's, no. that's is there, really is there yet. even an Uncle Ben in the MCU? Like, what the fuck? Is that well, there was. was. <laughs> is there? Maybe. They don't talk about Uncle he's Ben still, at all. In the movie. Because we did he's, Uncle he's Ben. Uncle Remember, we, we, that's, that's what they did. That's he's, what they did in the, the MCU. The they skipped everything. We already knew about Spider-Man. You already knew about Uncle Ben. We're done with that. We're done with that. They should have at least have. I want my Uncle Ben. 
Rogers. Like a photo of him or something. I mean, Fuck who yeah. wants to ca- who wants to be the guy who's like, oh great, I'm the third guy who's been cast as this role. I would. I do. I would. I would Especially being Marissa <laughs> Tomei's well, fucking ex-husband. Fuck yeah, I'd be. Fucking <laughs> yeah. <awesome>. Okay, sure. <laughs> I had. I had. Sm- a great okay, sure. Like, like that. Smucks yeah. like us would be excited for that role. Yeah, but you're not going to get another like John Boyd or uh, who played. Uh, Uncle Ben in the 2000 movies. Happy. Oh. oh. Lou Gehrig. Shit. Yeah, it was Lou Gehrig. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> Fucking uh, Sheen. Charlie no, Martin Sheen. No, 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 no. That was, I thought that was, was the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah. what are you, what are you, wait, wait, what are you talking about? What, which, wait, what were you asking? He's talking like, about uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Oh, oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Uh, Connor, you look that up while we're doing what's going on. <laughs> Already so, on IMDb, in fact. Awesome. So Cliff Robertson. Yeah. There we go. Sure. Hmm. They could have right, got well, Charlie Sheen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I enjoyed the interaction with the Spider-Man. I, like I said, with the with, Andrew, with finishing up Andrew Garfield stuff. I love how he he catches um, uh, Mary Jane, Mary Jane. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He redeems himself and he has this moment. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's good. We got a little closure for the fucking character, and let's keep on going on. Maybe that's gonna help him further in the storyline. If they do give him a third movie, it'll probably have a new change of life. People, so. people are discussing it. So, but later on with them, just all three <laughs> Spider-Man are in a room together properly. I enjoy that a lot, but. When they're talking about Peter, Tom, well, not Tom, I freaking Toby Wire's web shooting, and they said, "Does it come out anywhere else?" It makes me have a flashback to the Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black. Bullshit. Oh my god, he's and he well shoots nice. web. He shoots web out of his fucking everywhere he wanted because <laughs> he could for some reason. <laughs> that's what we laughed at back then. We were kids. So like, we were kids. Hey man, that was. I'm just gonna say, yeah, I, I dang, we were kids, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but it was, a, it, yeah, it was a great adventure. I was a little sad when Aunt May died, but I wasn't gonna be like, I wasn't super really attached to this Aunt May because, like, yeah, I wasn't she, she, what I wasn't either. I agree with you. I, I wasn't, no, I was, but I was apparently. I enjoyed her, I liked the. Like how she like did things and like had things going, but it wasn't like a real connection because like how often were they together or was there like a real moment where Peter Parker was like overly like yeah and she used Spider Man, she used him for all of this her events. It wasn't like yeah what was happening. It was kind of like yeah it was it was it's up in the air with me. I enjoy her, but like at the same time it's like I don't have a real. There wasn't like, enough presence from her. Yeah. I, I mean, like, like the most you get out of her throughout the MCU is like, oh, she's Marissa Tomei. She's hot. And then that's oh, wow. fucking it. Yeah. That's like that's basically That's like the number one thing. And then you get the underlining, oh, she's Aunt May. And she's like the support yeah. system of yeah. Peter Parker. But the number one thing that she hits is, oh, she's hot. She's Marissa Tomei. And then all the other mm-hmm. stuff, it's like second nature. It's like secondhand. It's like in the background. So I agree. I 100% agree with you. Um, I, I, I don't like think it. she was a bad Aunt May. Um, I just wish she had more, like, there was a little bit more of a presence with that, like, uh, 
What, what is she? She has like a, a, a helping shelter or something like that, though. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. shelters and like in the, the video game. Yeah, I wish that was like a little more dived in, like that had more of a presence in like how Peter Parker yeah, like, aspect of like viewpoint was like uh, structured with the with the yeah, like if Peter hung out for her for a few times, a few times helping her and like. Like literally right after Endgame, like it was literally she's using him. Oh, here's Spider Man, guys. Let's make money for the people that are homeless and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. now you're just using your nephew that you really felt like you guys didn't have the connection at all throughout all this series. They had a connection. Eagle Guardian. It's kind of a big connection. They did. They oh, had a connection. A connection but... but like it just didn't feel right. Like it didn't feel like a hundred percent there. I agree. Like I, saying, I feel like, like there's some gaps. That it wasn't like held. like if if Peter Parker like was helping out every like every once in a while we get like a cutscene of him doing something or there's a deleted scene of him doing stuff that would make more sense and like every like instead of her now instead of like, like, the other. second movie using him or doing other shit with him like as just Spider Man not Peter what? as Spider Man. When when she died, I, I was I was a little more confused than anything. I was like, "Wait, is she dead? Oh wait, she's alive. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> no, she's oh. dead. <laughs> was like, oh. That was a real roller coaster. It really was. I was more confused I, than anything. I didn't really her feel. face. I was a little. I could. Sad, I, I laughed at it. I yeah, laughed it was actually. like kind of awkward. I laughed. I'm sorry. It was because her face. It wasn't awkward. There's it's in her face because she's like twitching. And like doing this like congesting look, I'm like, I get it. She fucking got fucked up. Like technically, she should she not should get up from it. that. Her spine yeah. should have been snapped. She should have been That's fucked over. Me like, off. Like, I was so confused by it because like is that made a superhuman? Like I don't know. Like yeah. I get it in Joan Rush and all that stuff. But like the way she got hit was not like she's getting back up move. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought they were just going to do the Green Goblin like stabbing uh, with the glider like they yeah. did in the first movie, but she didn't get he stabbed. That move. So it's like, oh, she didn't get stabbed, so she's alive. They didn't use blades, but yeah. she died. Like, oh. trauma. It, just, it was more confusing than anything for me, yeah. at least. It was just like, like Connor was saying, a roller coaster of emotion, but like it was like, I think it was a roller coaster of emotions for me that was not what they intended for me to feel. I was just more confused. I went with the oh shit, then when she gets back up again, I started laughing with all these other additional oh shit. If she was if she was like dying immediately, I think it would have made more sense instead of standing. She was like Yeah, yeah, they did the slowly dying thing instead of the get up. Yeah, and I agree. Peter, and Peter's trying to help her and realizes she's and bleeding. She's just like pulling it off like, like oh, I'm fuck. fine on the ground, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And then they like, wasted the tear shot. The tear shot came too late. I'm not going to lie. That came really fucking late. Remember. There's a tear shot. They have to pan back after Spider-Man gets the fuck out of there. Happy gets arrested and just goes back to her and just hear her and just get a tear shot. Just goes down her face. I'm like... Aunt May, uh, you still alive, you bitch? Talk to dead. Peter. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Was, it was, it was like, a little much where, where at that moment, too, like Happy ends up being there at that exact moment. And he How did you know her? Well, I mean, I imagine that involves some planning on Peter's part. What, Happy yeah. being there? No, well, I'm sure Peter. I'm that. sure Peter was probably keeping tabs on Happy, and this is his way of 
getting as close to him as he possibly can in a post-Peter Parker world. No, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm no. talking about what he drove up and, like, witnessed. Oh, 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 oh. oh, well, I mean, I, mean he... I think that's just a... I think that was a happy thing. Now, a happy just, like, was driving home. I got groceries, and then he's like, I'm going to make that mayo stew or some shit, and then... Oh fuck! What's happening in my apartment? Drives up because he has to be a hero. <laughs> I, wish, I wish that di- line of dialogue was said while he was driving. Oh shit! What's happening at my apartment? And then he drove up. Then I would have completely <laughs> gave that scene a pass. That well, funny. that well, that did happen. Remember, he there's that scene. He's in the car. He calls Peter Parker. He's like, "Oh hey, I just saw the camera, and you just walked five supervillains yeah. into my living room. What's going oh, on?" Oh, that's true. That's true. He but did like, do that. Very he true. Drove, he did do that's, that. That's true. I mean, he drove in front of like that whole SWAT team. I guess like he's. Yeah, that was bold. He he yeah. forgets that Iron Man isn't around to back him up anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it was, I mean, I guess it was like a little too convenient, but whatever. It was fine, I guess. It was like the scene was a little more confusing than anything for me, at least. Um, yeah, it seems like Jerry has a lot to say, so I don't want to hold him back. Yeah, anymore. it feels like yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just finish up here quick. Take your time. This is <laughs> so. This is I, this has been brewing since I watched the movie. So I've been like, yeah. The, let me just get to the end part with them going through the whole. I, I kind of like how with the ending fight scene actually that's happening where they can't work all together until they realize they have to. I kind of enjoy that because that was good. Like, that was good. the only one that knows how to work as a team is literally to- uh, Tom Holland's character, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. All the other ones did not have a team. We Tom McGuire did have one little team up that was basically nothing. Oh, was in the third the movie. New was very oh, yeah. yeah, the new goblin. But like that was barely anything, and then like mm-hmm. Tom, and Andrew Garfield's bullshit was like, I I I yeah I, I couldn't I, yeah I had nobody no one, like if I had somebody I would have a girlfriend that's basically how he was, um, but like I enjoy that they had to learn to work together and actually enjoy like to deal with what solutions they have to go with what with these villains and they have Tom and like I did like how Tom Holland had to use. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's information with these villains because he hasn't fought them. They're new to him. They're, they're nothing he fought, like, had to fight ever in his life. Mm-hmm. And I, I am going to state this. I'm glad they used original Green Goblin because I haven't got to say this. I should have said this earlier, but I'm glad they used original Green Goblin than the fucking amazing Spider-Man bullshit they added yeah. into the second movie. Like, like, that was ugly as fuck. Willem Dafoe is like, huh. yeah, of course. That oh, was no, yeah. the goblin they went I loved his action scenes and everything. And I love how they made him more like weaponized and stuff so he can actually continue on with what he was doing. And I saw an early photo of him. Not a photo, it was like a concept art, like drawing. And I was like, oh, that's just concept art? Or they fucking just said, that's a fan art that they made up. And it was freaking actually on point of basically what he was wearing. It's just minus, I think it was minus the forearm gear. Yeah. That was basically mm-hmm. it. It was minus that stuff that he had. And I'm like, that would, would, would be dope if they use it. And if it wasn't actually Tobin Wire's Goblin, it was a different universe mm-hmm. or some sort. It was like post-apocalyptic or some weird shit's happening. And he's just like, this is me now style. Instead of what we got in the movie where he breaks the fucking helmet, and he's like, 
to get rid of that Green Goblin like identity, but it really doesn't go away. He just ends up just getting goggles later and going out. But I enjoy that they kind of like made him more weaponized and the forearm blade coming out. Like he's predatoring people's asses now. <laughs> he was. It, got, it was awesome. And we didn't really, like I said, I, I, I feel like we didn't see a superhuman side to him, like using superhero strength in like the original movies to me. Uh, I think we got maybe a couple a here bit. and there parts. What do you like? But when I got to see, partner. what? When he threw his partner across Oscorp, that was that was pretty. Scary. Yeah, that's back to formula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, it was yes. But like, we haven't seen like in full like, like full setup. Like in this movie, just seeing him using superhero strength is just awesome. Yeah. I have to say, him Batista yeah. bombing Tom Holland through the floor is fucking awesome. And and the back to the yeah, cool. ap- apartment fight, but him doing other stuff and fighting like during the. What a Statue of Liberty fight! It was pretty dope. Yeah, with Captain America's shield. Mm. <laughs> and oh my bronze. god! I kind of wish they didn't do that. I kind of wish. I kind of that was cringy I, for me to see that. Yeah, but he I, saved the universe. It was on the, the it's on the line. It was on the line. I get it. It was like yeah, it was it was in the universe of the Marvel. That's, yeah, that's universe, what they the would do. Universe, so like, yeah, but like, in my head is like yo yo get yeah he saved this but don't touch history. Just yeah. leave it alone. They should have just, just made a Steve Rogers mini statue next to the Statue of Liberty that's like this big. Would have been more tasteful, he, I guess. Yeah. He's looking yeah. up at her. <laughs> yeah. He's looking under her skirt. That would have been more tasteful. I wasn't saying that. Peggy would have had some things to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know you do. So, uh, Josh. Do you have something quick, or Jerry just like Jerry go? Uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry can go. <laughs> <laughs> I have some stuff to say, but I don't know. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I made this very clear last episode. I am not a Spider-Man fan. I think he's cool. I'm not a fan. He's not my. my he's not in my top five favorite Marvel heroes. I'm going to say what I liked before the things that I had issues with. Number one, James Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. The number one hater is back. (laughs) And he still brought the same, the exact same motifs from all three Spider-Man movies. He, He still was Parker. Peter Parker is a public menace. Spider-Man is a murderer. He, I'm so glad that they used him as much as they did. When they made that look like Infowars, I died laughing. That was so great. When they gave him his own green screen to just make his own web news broadcast, I was cracking up. I love that to pieces. I like that they also made a good use of the supporting villain cast because you can see that they're trying to connect with the humanity within each of them i don't have to speak on willem devoe i i said it before i'll say it again willem devoe is the best mcu villain to date 
I don't care what you have to say. We can debate for hours on it. I'm, I know we've all said it. I'm glad that Andrew Garfield got his redemption and he had a better script and cast to work with all around. And I think that's what made a lot of fans start appreciating him more because in a nutshell, he did kind of get worked over because he, he had some classic Spider-Man villains, but you know, they kind of, squandered the true potential that they had and you know it was cool we got jamie fox again and his infamous line when uh he after he finished being a pure energy being like so we're all just not gonna be all just gonna pretend like i'm not standing here butt ass naked i am <laughs> that was yeah. I thought that was great. I'm I'm a huge Jamie Foxx fan, so I'm glad that you know he had a more serious take in all of this. Even mm, when yeah. they were trying to rehabilitate him, he's like, oh, "Man, this don't feel right. I don't I don't know about this." Because you could see he was very distrusting in Tom Holland's words of, "I want to genuinely help you, and I mean you no ill will." Because he had been burned by Spider-Man before in his universe, mm-hmm. and and then uh, due to his work in the original his universe, he was just, his uh his colleagues just used him. They didn't like really like do anything else with him. Everyone else just fucked him over for his work, and it's like I mm-hmm. can see why. I'm glad that they left James Franco out of this. Yeah, James Franco was a <laughs> horrible hobgoblin. At least they mention him, like kind of. I'm very glad that they did not disrespect me as not a Marvel fan, but as a film goer, because I would have been in there pissed. I would find the address of the person who directed this and mail them cow shit. (laughs) I I really hated James Franco as Hobgoblin that much. Well, was his new Goblin? I I like James. Yeah, that movie was just. I like yeah. James Franco as uh, Harry Osborn. I think he did a great job. As yeah, he did Osborne. a good Harry Osborn. I love that, uh, but Hobgoblin? It wasn't even Hobgoblin. It was the new Goblin. It was like new stupid. Goblin. It, was it wasn't nothing. We all know that Harry Osborn's Hobgoblin. I don't care yeah, he's, what he's they try to call, call I called him Hobgoblin back in the day, too. I, I don't care what they tried to spoon feed us. <laughs> the, I know what I saw up there. Okay, so I'll... I'm just gonna go off of this. I would say that they did if they did add James Franco to it, I would liked it if because like uh was it Norman yeah, went back to his old house he stated and he found what's it I called? He didn't find uh, like yeah, he doesn't like have everything exist. I was like I was hoping that he kinda like ran into somebody that looked like Harry, meaning it was James mm-hmm. Franco. But like he doesn't even know who he is. Like he, he's like, I'm not Harry, I I'm someone else. The fuck him up more. I'm like, I want to see if they tried something like deleted scene stuff or some crazy, some like weird shit with that. Like, I kind of want to see his reactions as more him freaking out than what we did. I think, I think there's enough with the Tobey Maguire universe with yeah. the Green Goblin and, uh, you know, Dr. Octavius. And, uh, I liked how Dr. Octavius became. Like, he was the most, like, on the cusp of being, like, a good guy uh, throughout mm-hmm. the Tobey Maguire universe. And I liked how he was, like, the first one to kind of, like, change and 
become like an ally to the Spider-Man crew. Um, that was yes. that like made sense to his character, um, even with the Tobey Maguire universe. The uh, villains themselves, like in the beginning, they seem like cartoon caricatures of what they were. And oh, yeah. um, once uh, the Spider-Man came, like the other Spider-Mans came to the uh, the movie, it seemed more like they were uh, respecting the other source materials, like the other movie franchises. Oh, yeah. And then like so in the beginning, more. they were just like more making it a joke. Like, oh, you see these villains? Like, aren't they weird? Um, isn't his name stupid? He's an octopus? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, okay, I, I get it. I mean, you're... Yeah you're still Spider-Man too, so, like, you're stupid too. So, like, I don't know what you have. Mm -hmm. Like, you have more credibility, I guess. It's like, all weird. It's all yeah. weird. Yeah, it's all dumb, you know? So, like, that's why I was like, okay. Like, I was like... It, it, it didn't... It came me, like, a slight bad taste in my mouth. I wasn't like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. But, like, um, that was that was kind of odd, and then like it, it was very more much more respectable once the two Spider Man came into frame. And uh, to can you continue off with what Jerry was saying in the beginning with the the Andrew Garfield universe? As long as they give Andrew Garfield a better director, um, and better villains and a better story, I would actually be very inclined to see what he does with the character, because I thought he was a decent Spider-Man. I don't think he was the worst thing. And I thought he was actually the best, um, one of the best aspects of this movie, because he had a lot of, he had a lot of heart, he had a lot of depth, and it was, like, very cool that he was the one who redeemed himself, like Matt was saying, that he caught MJ at the end of the movie, and, like, he, there's so much emotion, a, a lot is going on with his character and, like, his acting portrayal that, like, I think he has a lot to build up upon that. And he was, like, definitely the darkest Spider-Man because he had the, the – he, he lost the most out of the whole, whole uh, Spider-Man trio, I guess. And I was it was say um, that next. <laughs> Yeah. It was. I, I thought. I thought it was very respectable that like he was the one who saved MJ, and I thought it was like a nice like cap to his character arc. And he was like even the one saying to Tom Holland, Spider Man, uh, "You don't want to go in the dark path. You don't want to become Batman because I became yeah. Batman. Look at me, I failed. You know." <laughs> so um, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in those so, words. Yeah, he said that. Words. He said that verbatim, and. Uh, you know, I, I thought I think he has a lot to uh, you know build up upon his character. If it, like he was in the Venom gonna go get him uh, universe, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be Those mad at that. Those lyrics from the Eminem song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Um, but I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I think he has a lot to to um, build upon his character. I, th I thought he almost redeemed his Spider-Man. And uh, I, I think he actually, Andrew Garfield gave it more energy and more than, of an attempt than Tobey Maguire did. I mean, Tobey Maguire is like at least older, you know, like so I give him a yeah. little pass on that respect. But he didn't really seem like he was putting a lot of energy into his performance. Like it seemed like to, uh, no. Andrew Garfield was putting his all into the performance where Tobey Maguire was, seemed like he was just kind of there just to say, like, I'm here, 
I'm Toby. You don't need any more. I'm already here. But, like, Andrew Garfield seemed like he was, like, putting his all 100% effort into his performance. And Toby Maguire was just like, yeah, I'm Toby. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, it didn't seem like he was I'm putting Toby. much more into his performance than that, at least for me. I mean, it was cool I to see I can agree him. with that. And I think Andrew Garfield did it. This was actually going to play all into what I was going to say next. I think Andrew Garfield put out like the most effort because he knew he knows how many people disliked his rendition of Spider-Man. And even with Tobey Maguire, you see him make like the biggest kind of like just joking all the other guys face like, oh, you know, my back hurts. You know, obviously symbolizing I've had the trio, the trilogy movie for so long. And then my Spider-Man has, you know, just been the favorited for just years now. Like, it's hard just trying to, you know, keep the mantle and hold it up for as long as I have. And it was, I'm glad that they gave Andrew Garfield his chance to redeem himself. It did make me like his character more than what I did after attempting to watch his two movies. And I think that it just shows like what he was given was just absolutely just low tier because I feel if it was Andrew Garfield in these three movies instead of Tom Holland, people would be saying the reverse like, oh, Andrew Garfield is a very critical Spider-Man. He knows he does more of the entunement with, you know, how the spider does, the feeling for his prey, the crawling around, the webbing and trying to mobilize and the intelligence and, you know, just so on and so forth. Another big thing I liked is how much they let Tom Holland fuck up and have to deal with his consequences. He, yeah. you know, he doesn't have Tony Stark anymore to bail him out like Daddy Warbucks. He's he a doesn't kid. have he's, he's a young you man. Know, happy. He doesn't, you know, he lost May. I knew Aunt May was gonna die. Even going into the movies, I'm like, he hasn't had anybody die yet. They're probably she gonna kill him. She just has yeah. to. I, was, I knew it was gonna happen. Everybody was shedding tears, freaking out. I'm like, I saw this coming. I like the people I saw it with, I was like, I knew this was gonna happen. He he hasn't had a significant loss to just rattle his sense of justice. As we saw with Tony Green Tony. Goblin, yeah, Tony was an impromptu dad. That's little, yeah. He was yeah, the cool like, uncle, yeah. like, here, he Junior, here's everyone. this fucking $3 million <laughs> spider suit. Go crazy with it. Don't yeah. do anything I would do. It was he like, it was, but Tony did more. Yeah, Tony <laughs> Stark shadow over casted over Spider-Man's essence throughout the MCU. And it was nice mm-hmm. to actually see Spider-Man as his own person, at least at the end yeah. of the movie. And I'm yeah. like, well, I want another movie now because, you know, he's finally fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's finally his own, his own person. person. It took yeah. three movies for him to get on his own feet and the death of his hot aunt. I mean, uh, his Aunt May. <laughs> And yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Another really big thing that I liked was some of the ref. Now, this is going to play into what I also disliked. I liked some of the references that they made to previous works and even to the some comics. Some of them were cheese, yeah. And I think it was very fitting 
because they know fans have been wanting this even after far from home was finished and sony and disney were like well this is our studio so the rights really belong to us and sony was like well we still have claims to it so really it will you know it falls under our jurisdiction and it was that huge battle and i'm sure everyone's seen the memes where stan lee's in heaven he's like don't make me come down there and put you in timeout punk you know when it came to spider-man because you know everybody likes a good spider-man movie it was a lot of people's you know first rendition into like marvel if you didn't watch blade of course or the og fantastic four oh god um, and it uh and don't forget the hulk we will leave the hulk alone <laughs> and i i really did enjoy how little but also critical dr strange was in all of this oh yeah you know while he was only there for maybe what 40 minutes of screen time he was he did tell peter the hard facts like you need to fix this and you can't just rely on everyone else forever you have to grow up kid no yeah i liked no i enjoyed that damn it josh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna ignore that i'm no. gonna keep on yeah no no, it, I, um, no I, I did enjoy the doctor doctor strange rebuttaling afterwards after finding out everything that peter was just telling him he's like he's like go fuck yourself you little kid you're gonna go fix your own shit you should have called you should have thought more you should have done other things and then just we have screwed up everything up probably thanks thank you thank you for doing this all this crap and I like how he, what was it, Doctor Strange kind of takes away, yeah, you can call me Steven, go ahead. No, no, it's Doctor. It's Doctor now. No, no, sir. It's sir. You don't mm-hmm. call me anything else. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, call me Steven, because he's like, I'm never going to, I'd rather fix it. Yeah, I'm not going to be a dick. Just call me Steven now. But my absolute favorite thing was the interaction with the Spider-Man. Because even though, obviously, it was goofy, quirky, and silly, it was also serious in the respect of Tobey Maguire was telling Tom Holland Spider-Man, you know, losing someone doesn't mean you have to break your sense of morals to get revenge because revenge is a poison that almost took my life from me. And Andrew Garfield was also saying the same thing of just because someone's gone, it doesn't mean that their message to you won't live on through your actions. And it took almost the death of another Spider-Man for Tom Holland's character to get that. And that was what I liked. Let me tell you about what I had an issue with. All of the fucking Spider-Man references. Look, I get it. Yeah. This was the third movie we all were waiting for. I'm, I I knew it was going to happen, and I knew there was going to be a lot of it. But good God in heaven, it seems like almost every five-minute interval, they were making a reference to a past movie like, oh, well, I can move to New Jersey and be the Spider-Man there. There's crime in New Jersey. They said that in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I can be the Spider-Man in New England. New England has crime. Wicked crime. And oh, yeah, they did say that. I wicked crime. It, it was like, I was, for me, I'm, I was bombarded and overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my God. 
God. I you thought know, it was almost. What was that, Josh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say it was almost just like they were. Sony was just stuffing it in our face like, okay, you guys wanted the third movie. Here you go. And they just kept shoveling it down without any like breaks in between. Because yeah. Tom Holland did the same thing with Dr. Octavius. He was like, what's your name? Dr. Otto Octavius. And they're just laughing like, <laughs> okay, seriously, what's your name? Dr. Otto Octavius, which is the same thing he, you know, Tom Holland did when he met Dr. Strange for the first time. And I'm like, we're using a made up names. Yeah. Now, see, as a Spider Man fan, I was eating that shit up like by the spoonful. I loved it. I was all about that. I thought the most cheesiest part was uh, when uh, William Defoe was like, I'm something of a scientist myself. I'm like, come on. (laughs) That one was my favorite. uh, (laughs) I I didn't like that one. I was like, I get it. It's like, that. That it's something we, forced, but I still yeah, it, it was stupid. It was forced. That's what I was like. Come on, like it, like it's it's embedded in meme culture at this it, point. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah, the reason yeah. why they, they, a joke about they the had meme. the line, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh my god. No, but hey, Gen Z will remember this movie because of that. That's for sure. You, you're damn yeah. right about that. The oh biggest issue for me was how long the setup took. Yeah. And I mean, like, the setup. Okay, the first 30 minutes, Tom Holland fucks everything up. Okay, cool. You know, that's about how long it would take a kid to fuck up. 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. He spends all this time rounding up the villains. You got to go find the villains. That's going to be another 15, 20 minutes. You're trying to rehabilitate these villains and find cures to all of them. So, for what, though? That could have just been... To me, that could have just been a quick flyby, you know, and just get to the action because you just had your hot, I mean, your hot may die. You have the city just looking for you as some kind of war criminal. You have two other Spider-Man here to help you. Why did it only last for 30 minutes? I wanted like a full like hour of just nothing but just fighting and just back and forth banter. Like, give me, give me what I want. Show me Tom Holland trying to fight against Sandman and failing continuously. Show me Tobey Maguire trying to deal with Electro and getting almost electrocuted to death, you know, so many times. Doc Ock was good. He was, he was placed perfectly. I don't have any issues with that. Uh, Willem DeVoe, he, I wish there was more screen time with him instead of how little there was while he was in the glider and, you know, suffering from the Green Goblin identity, because that was, that was, I think we all can agree, that was just something right there. Because he took it back to 2002 Spider-Man. He put a beat down. And I want people, this is just a personal, like, grievance, Aunt May dying was inevitable. If you didn't see it coming, you you, you kind of you kind of slow on the gun. Two o two, Tobey Maguire lost Uncle Ben first movie. Amazing Spider Man, he he lost Gwen Stacy at the end of the first movie. No, so he told me in the first movie too. Yeah, he. Lo- well, I didn't even know yeah. that. I don't, I don't give a shit about it. You lost Mark, and Sheen. then and then the third movie. 
we have Tom Holland lose Aunt May. Like, yeah, you could say him losing Tony Stark was important, but it's really only important because of how critical he looked up to. <laughs> and that was an idol dying. And to me, you can get over an idol dying, even though, yeah, he did have some influence in his life. But I mean, what outside of that, what was he doing? He wasn't paying his rent. He wasn't helping his aunt up and down stairs with the homeless people. He, you know, he just kind of came in the game. Yeah. We didn't know. You know, you know, Tony Stark was just there as like, okay, uh, your nephew is going to intern with me and I'm going to pay him big bucks. So we can get y'all out of this fucking hole in the wall piece of shit place y'all live in. Outside of that, what was what else was really important about Tony Stark? I, you know, obviously from the fact he showed he was telling him, "I've made mistakes, kid. I want you to be a better version of myself." So yeah, when your idol tells you that, it's gonna stick. But he barely knew the man for six months. I mean, there's some. You, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know if it's canon. If like whatever time period was, I mean, skipped over. It could have been a few. Yeah, I don't know the exact timeline. I'm not gonna get into it, but it's just yeah, like I don't know. he, you know, Tom Holland has always had his hand held his yeah, you know Spider Man career. So it's like now that he's on his own, give me more. I want yeah. more. I think I think it would have meant a lot more if like if it was like you know obviously like pretend we didn't have a Tobey Maguire Spider Man pretend we didn't have Andrew Garfield and we started out with Spider Man just literally Spider Man like he has three movies of being Spider Man and then he's thrown into all this MCU shit then it would actually mean something but then once you just are introduced to Spider Man from like the beginning he's like. Tony Stark is his granddad. Then, like, you're like, okay, um, there, there's not really much meaning behind uh, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man anymore. Once he goes into space and fights fucking Thanos, and you know, you know, time travels and all this shit, you know, then then it doesn't really and he's mean. Got anything. all the hot MCU heroines protecting him in Endgame. Yeah, and no, he has no. his hot aunt, like. <laughs> you know, it's like where's where's his really time to shine? Because when the first movie he had help fighting the vulture, second movie he had, I guess you could say he had help dealing with Mysterio. It's that's a that one was kind of a hit and miss for me. I wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal did a great Mysterio. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, eh, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, and now we have. You know, obviously, the multiverse finally being brought to the cinematic universe, yeah. which I think is long yeah. overdue, personally, especially after the snap. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited for that. What else did I not care for? <laughs> I didn't really care for how they made happy just this love drunk idiot for Aunt May. Mm. I'm like, okay, we was get just it. A they joke fooled around. Him, yeah. You know, let's just kind of move past it. You know, I don't really yeah, care yeah, nothing man. about their relationship. Yeah, I don't think anyone did. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, this is funny. Now this is just cringy. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, no, I hear you on that one. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get back on the uh, the uh, villains a little bit. Um, <clears throat> like Matt, uh, well, well, Connor was saying that they're the lizard and the Sandman weren't portrayed by the actual voice actors. Is that or the? The actors anymore? Uh, yeah, they, they were they were reusing and digitally appropriating uh, old footage of them and uh, using voice modulation to have new actors that's, say new lines. That's kind of weird. I don't I don't know if I like that. But um, <laughs> the uh, lizard sounded like the scientist gremlin from Gremlins yeah. Two. <laughs> I, <laughs> know, I, that. I just didn't want to say it. No way, that's a skill. Yeah, he just sounded like very uh, over the top and just cartoony. And I, I would have liked the lizard more if he was just like a monster, you know. And then like he mm. can't really express his feelings, like or like dinosaurs talking. Yeah, I would have liked it more if he just couldn't talk. I think it would have been more just, interesting. Yeah. You know like what would be a better villain? That fucking tree. That tree would have been a better oh, fucking villain. Just a tree, oh, man. Fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> just a tree. That was Groot's son. I, I wish. You know what I wish? I wish. I I liked how they brought the you know Amazing Spider-Man villains or whatever. Even the fucking the lizard gremlin. And I liked how they brought the Tobey Maguire Maguire McGuire villains, obviously, because those are the best ones. But Tom Holland didn't have a villain, really. You know, it was like all of their villains. Like, it would have been nice if, yeah. like, they. Well, because all they, of his villains are dead, except for the Vulture. Yeah, they should have yeah, brought the Vulture. Dead. They should have brought the Vulture in because he was the best one. And, like, Michael Keaton. And then there's only five of them. If they had brought in the Vulture, it would have been the Sinister Six. And why didn't they bring in the fucking sixth one? Why didn't they have a sixth well, villain? Well, remember, he did say, You screwed up my spell six times. Our sixth was Venom. It was Eddie Brock. But he just didn't show up he doesn't count fuck that fuck fuck that he doesn't even know who peter parker is why the fuck is he there i don't give a shit about i don't i don't don't give a shit about venom gotta go get him fucking eminem bullshit i could give a less of a fuck like i i wish if if you if they're gonna bring him there at least show bring him into the the fight you know or at least actually make the sinister six the sinister six instead of like having a throwaway joke or like mm. oh is the fantastic is five yeah the yeah, exactly <laughs> fabulous like, five that's I'm what sorry. It, that's that's what it was at that the fab five at that point you know like it was it was just like pointless I, I it would it would have been nice if like they each had their villains you know like they uh the, Toby Maguire Andrew Garfield and then at least Tom Holland had one of his like rogue gallery so it's like okay like yeah. I know this one you know that one you know this one but like he he knew none of them so like he had no direct connection to any of these people so it would have been nice to, if he had at least a direct connection to one of the villains. Um, where it would have been a little bit more of an even playing field for each Spider-Man. And, okay, so why is Venom there? He doesn't even have a Peter Parker. I don't know. And and, and he, There's no and like, connection that I've seen. Well, there, yeah. is a, there is a Spider-Man in his universe. You know, that's how those is movies there? start. Yeah, yeah. They just, he, he just doesn't show up. Are you sure? I mean, I yeah. never seen these stupid movies, so I just thought, thought the point was... Venom's just Venom. No, yeah, yeah. Venom, Venom has 
it's implied they don't really like make it clear, but it's implied in the Venom movies that Venom has already bonded to Spider-Man. And that's why he oh. knows who Peter Parker is in the post credit scene of the second one. Oh, I, I just think just, that's a waste a, of bringing Eddie Brock in. Really because is. if he was in there, he was going to put the pause on all of them. And oh, they yeah. were going to have a Venom hard time masks. dealing with that. Well, yeah, except maybe Tobey Maguire, like, because you know he's dealt with Spider-Man once already. Yeah, yeah he should have gone. But even still, together. like, I was looking forward to like, oh, we're finally going to get the Eddie Brock, you know, Spider-Man fight that I, I, mm. I like that that rivalry because it's like, fuck you, Spider-Man. He's like, Venom, eat shit. Yeah, because they're you know they're just the, trying to combat each other. That's the interesting thing about those characters is the dynamic. And once you pull Venom into his own universe and it's just Venom, like, who cares? There's no Spider-Man. Who gives a shit? And then, uh, oh, so, yeah, so that's what was confusing. Like, I didn't know why Venom was there. And I didn't know, like, this was another thing with, uh, what's his face? Blue, blue face man? Blue oh, Electro. Electro. Why? Why was he? Yeah. Why was Jamie Fox there if he didn't even know who Peter Parker was? If like, yeah, I was very confused was. on that because and he like, was because another was like memorable line Parker from him. Was, yeah. You're just a kid. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah. He said you're just a kid, and he was like, under that mask, I thought you were black. You know, obviously referencing you know Miles Morales. Because, yeah. You know, we're gonna get the into the Spider Verse Part One in the new movie. But I'm like, how in yeah, the world does that even make sense? Because he doesn't know Peter Parker. He just got introduced to this multiverse thing. So there's no way he would have even had a cognitive time to think, oh, maybe the Spider-Man's black. What? When would you even have a thought process of Spider-Man being black? He met him when he was a nerd well, in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. 2. And he's like, I'm <laughs> Spider-Man's biggest fan. Yeah, you're my friend. Yeah, you're I'm my, a nerdy asshole. You're guy. my friend, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, oh, I hate you now. I'm blue. And uh, that's when he thought he was black. When he I'm turned blue. blue. He said, yeah, blue. and it was... I think it's in the first one that it was Childish uh, Donald Glover. He oh, was playing yeah. the, uh, you know, the uncle from Miles Morales. He was like, oh, like yeah, you know, yeah. yo, you're uncle Spider-Man. Aaron. My nephew's your biggest fan. And I'm like... That's a weird place to put a Miles Morales reference. And then, you know, obviously we get another one. So I'm like, well, why the fuck didn't y'all just give us Miles Morales as a fourth Spider-Man? Because, or, you know, he like, hit to him somewhere. He but who's going to play him? I think they have enough going on with Spider-Man. It would have been nice if they, like, set up a Miles Morales or something, but, like, I think yeah. uh, I think a, a too much is already going on at this point. Like, I think Miles Morales would have been a little more, just, like, more, I wouldn't say fluff, but just, like, it's already, already, it's already overblown. It would have been busy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, uh, and the only Miles Morales that people know is the the cartoon one. So like he would have been a cartoon, <laughs> and that would have been oh, super geez. very. That would have been very very confusing. Okay, that like space, yeah. It would have been Space be Jam cool. two, the piece of shit one that no one likes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I still haven't watched that. 
I can't well, bring myself to watch it. Just don't. Just Wait, don't. What? What? Space Jam. Two. Oh, Space Jam. Space Jam. Come on and say I hate it. Yeah, class act. I hated the second one so much. A... We're talking about Spider-Man, not Space Jam, I know. man. <laughs> um, so you guys have any... Uh, what, what are your guys' final thoughts and ratings and whatever you want to say about this movie? I feel as though we should go in sequential order and have Connor go, then Matt, then myself, and then the host with the most. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Spider-Man, No Way Home is a wonderful conclusion to the, the MCU-Sony collaboration trilogy. It was uh, it was a pretty. I thought it was a pretty tastefully done send off. A lot of clever references hidden. A lot of a lot of uh, really good literary devices to help you get to the end and sort of gives you the closure that we wanted from this character in the context of the MCU. I give it a nine out of ten. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, like I was saying, I agree with. Thank you. <laughs> like I was saying, uh, like I was saying, I, I, I agree with Connor. It does very good closing up the trilogy set for Tom Holland Spider Man. Uh, I kind of still wish they kind of like, but they, I kind of like do wish they kind of like shortened it, like tightened it up a little bit more, and kind of like ripped out maybe here or two, like like a villain or two out of it, mostly the lizard. Uh, but uh, it, it yeah, was good. Like, it, it's a good movie. It's one like I can watch it over and over again. I wouldn't have like I like I didn't have a complaint the first two times, like the first and second time I seen it. I'll probably watch it again down the road later on, or probably buy it or continue seeing stuff. So there is you can attach to certain things like we're all saying you can attach to them or not attach to the movie characters um they give like jerry saying they give out a lot of references to certain things in comic books and other movies uh but like it's just i enjoy it i, was, I wouldn't bring crazy and give it a nine i'll give it more like a like a crazy and like like yeah, I mean, that's not like, like Spider-Man, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that it, Matt? Or are you done? That's it, that's yeah, it. Jared. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh, God, you're killing um, me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I think... It got slowed up in its own traction that it missed what could have been some good points to conclude Tom Holland's saga. I think it was still beautifully done. Don't get me wrong, because we've been wanting, you know, the, the other two Spider-Men to join Tom Holland for a movie since the second one. And I think they did it very tastefully as best they could, considering, you know, the age of the actors and, you know, how much time has also passed with what's going on in phase four of the cinematics. I have my own personal issues. Don't fight me for it, viewers, please. There's I really wish they would have did the scene together from Spider-Man three where, you know, Tobey Maguire is coming down the stairs and it's. <laughs> And they just all just follow suit. 
but you know that's just another personal preference despite some of i feel the shortcomings that they had with the overuse of references i would still give this a semi-solid eight I would definitely cut down the time. I do think two and a half hours was a bit much considering the setup took most of the movie. And even within the setup, we only got a few memeable and quirky moments. And some of the best scenes were honestly when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire came in. And also when, you know, Willem Dafoe you know, did his thing as Green Goblin. I would still watch this movie again. Maybe I'll have a better appreciation for it if I watch it one more time. Just because, you know, I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. I'm I'm kind of over Sony with what they've done to movies. Like with Venom and how they just messed up... Uh, the Fantastic Four like six, seven years ago, I think it was. Mm. It's I'm glad that this deal is over. So hopefully we can just let Spider-Man rest and let Peter Parker rest and let some of the other spider personas take a new light. Hopefully with Miles, Miles Morales and maybe even Gwen Stacy as you know obviously Spider Gwen getting I'll be right back guys. Sorry about that. All right. Just to, you know, switch up what's become a rinse and repeat of, okay, let's keep doing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. And I I think that's all I got. Josh? <laughs> I think Connor's microphone is having feedback. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> Connor, that is annoying. <laughs> You guys can't hear it, but we can. Uh, but uh, Matt, I guess you're having audio issues, but for the last bit. But uh, speak now and um, let us know. If Hi, Matt's how you guys still doing? Having issues? Yeah, they, they might be. I think they're saying your audio might be a little too quiet. Try moving your microphone yeah. closer. Okay. Hi, how you guys doing? Um, uh, that is we'll make it work. We got an audio guy. We'll clean. This I would up and say it would be Connor because yeah, hopefully. Uh, I would say Connor's because Connor gives me issues in my head. I know that, that that feedback is getting uh, too much for me, so that's why I'm taking my headphones off. Um. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. Sorry about that. No, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, what are my final thoughts? Uh, I would probably give this an eight out of ten. Uh, it was my favorite. It was good. It was probably it's definitely my favorite out of the uh, what is this the Mark Webb? Well, yes, it's not Mark Webb. Who's the who's, what? Who directed who's this? Mark Webb. Mark oh. Webb's the last amazing Spider-Man. Whatever. It's it's my favorite out of the Tom Holland trilogy. Oh, and, John uh, Watts. John Watts. That's it. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of plot holes as well. If you think about it a lot, it does kind of like seem like. If you see it three times like I did. Yeah, yeah like some of the, the problems with uh, sipped through the seams. But uh, all in all, I didn't enjoy myself. And it's like really miraculous to even like say like, hey, 
Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and fucking Tom Holland were in the same fucking movie, and they're all Spider-Man. That was awesome. And like it's that, awesome. that I- iconic shot with all the three Spider-Mans, that was really cool. And I was like thinking like the the like going back to uh well, you know, my favorite superhero, Superman, like I'm thinking of the equivalent of that would be like George Reeves, uh, you know, uh Christopher Reeve and uh Henry Cavill in like one movie, which is obviously impossible. Oh, man. So like it's like crazy. It's kind of cool at the same time that they made the Spider-Man movies like so close together because that's the only way this would have been possible. Say like the first Spider-Man trilogy came out in like the nineteen, you know, the nineteen seventies. Like that actor probably would have been way too old or paralyzed or True. Not alive. Um. So you know, this is the only superhero I could really think yeah. of really work with this like you can do this with adam west or you know any you know batman and i think batman doesn't really work with that kind of with multiverse stuff yeah he's uh he's a little too one note and uh just too brooding to really be a teammate with other brooding batman like that would have been fun the only one who well we'll see what happens in flashpoint i guess yeah adam west yeah i guess give us terry mcginnis that's what i mean Batman beyond yeah it's like michael keaton is the perfect age now for it to happen (laughs) yeah exactly i would love to see that so uh, cool it seems like the marvel universe like kind of beat dc to that uh, multiverse but i mean i guess they have been doing it with the television shows, but I feel like this is like the most mainstream where like, you know, everyone has seen this. Um, yeah, I, it has its problems. I, I do want to see it again to really give it a, my final really thoughts. You know, it, it's like between a seven and an eight, I would probably give it an eight because I was like pretty ecstatic seeing all the Spider-Man together. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was, it was a good movie. It was a good time. I recommend it. I would watch it again. I definitely watch it again. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I have a post thought <laughs> I would like to share. Okay. I personally feel like Marvel is kind of giving us these movies in the quality they are because they know they don't have any competition as True. far as you know superhero movies go. So it's like, you know, as we've seen with Captain Marvel, Black Widow. And I'm going to put Shang-Chi on the list just because, you know, as much as I liked it, I thought it was very mid-tier. I would put it at a high mid, not a low mid. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be fair. It's, you know, they don't have, you know, yes, DC is putting out their movies, but they're, I feel like, you know, as we've seen, they're struggling to get good directors to bring a vision forth. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck was that shit? Uh, I wanted I wanted to see what it would look like. Sorry, <laughs> it got weird. <laughs> Wait, what does this look like? Whoa, I'm the master. I do believe that if DC was to <laughs> tighten up their direction in their cinematics and made movies that Marvel fans would be like, you know, DC's last five movies have been better than Marvel's last eight. So I'm not it'll, my be, 
you know, obviously it's going to take them some time because Marvel has been doing it longer. So they've had their fuck up movies. They still have them here and there. But it's like DC still trying to get their foothold in the cinematic comic yeah. universe style. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've I give DC maybe another ten years and they'll finally get it. Ten years. I give That's them ten a years. A long time to wait. I'm gonna. I give them ten years. I mean, Marvel's diaper. basically holding it down unless Michael Bay decides to come back and give us more oh, explosions God. and Transformers. Oh no! I don't want any of that. I gave up <laughs> on Transformers after no. the second one. I was like, I'm yeah, gone. we've. I think we've all had enough of that. Yeah. As much as I'm oh, a Transformers man. fan, but like, I don't the, the know. Third, the third and fourth one killed me, and I'm a huge no, Transformers God, fan. Yeah. I was so hyped for the Dinobots, but then like I saw the Dinobots, and I'm like, hmm. It was neat and to I have. It was neat to have yeah, them. But I'm done. The story wasn't I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm done. just going to wrap this up, obviously, so we can conclude the episode. <laughs> I think if the. I think if we do to Marvel what you know Sonic fans did to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie when they first released the trailer and cyber bully them? them into submission, we can get some <laughs> more tight ended films that aren't overly lengthy without being too short and the right length without being overly in your face. Don't Get on the internet, like, you heard him. Comment, subscribe, and ring the bell icon and hit all notifications so you never miss another live video. Yeah, and every time a bell rings, uh, an angel and Mateo gets, gets his wings. wings. Yeah, Mateo gets his wings. <laughs> Godzilla gets a new movie. <laughs> oh, no. Great. Do we need more I'll of those? <laughs> Do we really need more of that? Yes, oh, we oh. do. We need more Godzilla. The, the Japanese ones, Godzilla. not the American ones. Yeah. Shin Godzilla, just Toho standard Godzilla. Yeah. You want to take us away, Josh? Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wait. Hey, oh, yeah. Who has the next, next recommendation? Who does it? Oh, right. It's my picks next. Yes, it is. Completely. See, this is why Josh is the host with the most. He keeps <laughs> us reminded. No, so no, I'm gonna follow. Shit, it. <laughs> I, saved it. I, saved I get all the credit. Yeah, I pulled that break. <laughs> extra crispy today. Oh my god! So I'm going to follow a inspiration that Josh had us do with comparing two remakes of The Fly by also doing oh. two remakes. We will be watching the 1984 Fright Night and compare it to the 2011 nice. Fright Night. Same bat time, same bat place. Oh man, I okay. seen the original. I didn't even know there was a remake. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I think no. it would be a good funny one because I watched it in theaters. I'm not gonna start talking about a review yet because we're wrapping up. But I think it would be something right. funny to just kind of here's what they did versus here's what we had originally. Yeah, I seen the original. I have seen the original. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Okay, all right. I'm excited for that. I mean, I'm excited to see that movie again. That'll be a good time. And as you can <laughs> tell, this is still within the holiday spirit of Christmas. 
Yeah. Because it's not a Christmas movie. Nobody understands oh, yeah. the importance of giving more than a vampire. Yeah. I mean, you to give him your living blood. Christmas is over now. We could get out of the Christmas <laughs> season. Only 265 um, days until Halloween. Yeah. 264. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so with that, boys, let's um, wrap it up. Yeah, so if you guys don't want to be, uh, you know, spoiled for Fright Night 1985 and 2011, please feel free to do to watch those before we uh, do the next podcast episode, which will probably be in two weeks from now, uh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Every other two weeks, depending on what Tuesday we want to do this. But uh, yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> Whatever the hell we feel like. Yeah. On Tuesday. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, three, two, one. Yeah, this was Josh from Batyard's Finest sending you up, 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 and away until next Batyard's Finest episode. This is Jerry guiding you all through the dark sector with Green Lantern's light. And then Superman's pal, Matt, sending you guys off. And I am Connor, rising from Atlantis to bring you the latest in pop culture talk. And becoming super friends one episode at a time. We Yay. did it. We talked Spider-Man, guys. Let's never do this one yeah. again. Oh, <laughs> hey, we'll be back anytime for a Spider-Man talk. I'm your guy. Uh, yeah. Like if we're gonna do anything, Spider-Man, Spider give me a 70s Japanese one. And I'll I'm do gonna one do, that. do that. I'll do one that of will, I will I will this one to be hilarious. Yes. We have I'll to figure find, something out. Find it short. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's yeah, after. down the road more. Jerry, who's after you? Is it Matt or is it I don't yeah, it's Matt. Oh yeah, I just because it's the Matt, you, then me. Oh yeah, I did the fucking snowman and uh, yes, the, the snowman movie. and Michael. Keaton. I like yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't even count that as a pick because it was stupid. All right, good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> good night. <laughs>